Welcome everyone to episode 88 of the RF Generation Collector Cast. 88 miles an hour. So great to be here for so long with everyone. We got the whole gang here back again. We got a lot to talk about. We got the Game Awards just happened, so we'll get into that in a little bit. But first, Chris, what have you been up to these past few weeks? Hmm. Two weeks goes by so fast. Uh, I feel like nothing, but uh, (laughs) a a few things maybe I've gotten up to. Since last time. So uh, I think I mentioned last time, uh, but I, well, I know I did because I got a, a message, a DM about it, actually. I finished watching the episodes of Australian Survivor that were on Paramount+. Plus. So there were three seasons, and I finished, I think the last time I was had watched one of the seasons, and I finished the, the other three. And I, and I know because um, uh, Chris Roberts, uh, who... Uh, you know, everybody knows him from various, he does several different podcast shows. He's really into VHS and eBay and, and lots of cool stuff out there. It's an <laughs> at CWR too. But he DM'd me and he said, dude, I had no idea that there was Australian Survivor. And I was like, yeah, if you're into this, you absolutely have to check it out. And he's like, yeah, I absolutely will. So I'm glad to find a fellow uh, Survivor aficionado out there that appreciates it. So, uh, yeah. but I have, I will say it again. It's, it's honestly, it's better than the u.s version so if you want to watch one that's like u.s survivor but like kind of turned up a few notches and one that actually gives a left time to the show and uh, the people that are in it and i i think i've just determined that they have less commercials per hour than we do (laughs) um by judging like the breaks and everything that are there there's you know, it's just a lot more TV that you must be getting uh, over there than over here. So, uh, bravo, Australia. Uh, beyond that, I haven't really watched much on TV. Um, I've been playing a little bit of games. So, I think last time I was playing Dark Souls 3, maybe I'd wrapped it up. But anyway, I, I wrapped up a playthrough. A faith strength build, if I remember it. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. So, maybe I did wrap that uh, up last ar- time. Archery stealth? N- n- no. no. Oh, that's uh, sorry, that's Skyrim. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have been thinking about it. it the, with all these re-releases, it's almost time to go back to Skyrim. It's been ten years. Yeah, every couple of years, yeah, I'm with you. Because I mean, they just did like the like super duper version. I forget what they called it, but you're right. It's like the another like you know like remastered anniversary, whatever they call this version. But yeah, just this month. Yeah, and um, even if you have like whatever the last big update one they did, the anniversary or whatever, I think you get the updates for free if you have like the PS5 or the new Xbox. So, but either way, it doesn't matter. It's on Game Pass or whatever. I've been thinking about it. like, man, you know, right. it's been. I haven't played Skyrim since it came out. So, uh, <laughs> really, yeah. So maybe I, it's I, time I, to take I, another dive. I fired it up just on a whim once in a while. Like actually, like no joke. Like within the last three or four months, I only played maybe like ten total minutes of it. But if I'm just kind of like killing some time and I'm like, ah, oh, what should I do? I've thrown on both Final Fantasy X and Skyrim because I'm like, ah, let me just play. You know, listen to some music, play a few things, and it's something you can always fall back into. So, yeah, that's 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 cool. Yeah, my uh, previous memories are using the Kinect to yell, like, Fusro-da <laughs> at the thing. Foos. And you would do it, right? You said the words. Absolutely. And you would do it. And uh, that was cool technology back then. Just like in Mass Effect 3, there were voice commands. See what That's you missed? Right. It, Kelsey, you didn't that. hook up to your Kinect when you were playing on I the have Xbox one. I, I could have. I didn't even think of that. You could. You could have said, you know. You know, whatever. You go here. You go there. <laughs> Another chin-up, Jake. Another. <laughs> One more. Um, so, uh, but what I have been playing is, uh, besides uh, Dark Souls 3, uh, more, again. 
uh, is I started playing some Guardians of the Galaxy with Kelsey and uh, and another couple folks that are I know one more on our Discord. Uh, Rolly Fingers is on there, and then I've got another friend locally. He he picked up a copy oh, as well. So uh, my buddy Jeff um, picked up a copy after I said, "Hey, I'm going to play this." And uh, he's been playing. And you guys are way ahead of me, but that's okay. That's no big deal. I don't care. I'll, I'll get around to it. It's kind of those games where I know when I'm playing, I'm like, this is a Kelsey game, 100%. I'm like, There's, this is <laughs> yeah, this is. is like made for you. <laughs> and for me, it's kind of like, I, I think I would just like to watch this in YouTube. <laughs> it's a, like the gameplay to me is not really very fun, but the banter and the story parts are real hilarious it's really really good so uh, i'll get through it i think honestly though if if i knew now i think i would have just watched it and got a lot of fun out of watching it but it's a good game i still if you like narrative you'll get a big kick out of this game for sure um dark souls 3 i you know i i won't get too far into it other than um this week we had to uh put one of our cats to rest and um we've had the cat we actually had all three there were like three of them that were in a litter that we rescued uh when they were like teeny tiny and um like literally found them outside and uh they were eaten up by fleas we didn't know if they'd make it but we brought them home washed them up and uh kept them here and uh the one her, her name was lexi used to i don't know it was kind of my cat and uh, like even when, like she was a little kitten, she would warm herself by like laying on the top of my head in the bed, like on the. And then uh, as she got older, she would actually lay beside me in the bed. I would lift up the cover. She would lay and like spoon beside me uh, under the covers, like she was a person. Was, was she the, the big spoon or the little spoon? Uh, Why well, the little? It wasn't that big of a cat, but. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, she had gotten very sick, and uh, we had to say goodbye this week and uh it was it was i'm not gonna lie it was kind of difficult um so uh dark souls 3 it's kind of like how i feel like about some of these other games like these action games that are it's like comfort food it just Mm. it's i don't have to put a lot of thought into it it's a good escape it is pleasing with my time so Uh, i started up a sorcerer build and so i'm going through uh, I've never done a pure sorcery build in the game before, so giving giving that a go. And then last but not least, I have not played it yet, but I downloaded, I think you uh, since we're getting into the Game Awards, it was all announced, but it had leaked a few days before the Game Awards, and that was the Matrix Awakens mm. experience mm. Uh, that's out for PlayStation 5 and um, the series consoles. Uh, and it's kind of meant to be a preface lead in to the new movie and also you know it's a showcase for unreal engine 5 and uh it has some interactive elements i haven't got a chance to play it yet uh i downloaded it the other day once it was announced i'm i plan to get to it so by the time the next show comes out and we do the next one i think um hopefully i'll have time to put into it and uh, i can talk about that i don't know if you guys are going to try to hop into that that one I've made plans with friends to go see the new movie, so I've been planning to go through all the old ones, and that would be a really fun thing to do before going to see the new one. Mm. There you go. I don't. I don't know if it's any spoilers. I would hope not. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna do that too since they're they're on HBO streaming here. I'm gonna watch all the old movies and then 
uh, on the 22nd when the new one hits i'll just stream it here at, at home and enjoy the nice. flick so maybe we can talk about it uh when we get a chance for that and uh, i think other than that that probably wraps up my stuff probably doesn't sound that exciting but that's what i've been up to very good. Kelsey, what's been going on up there? Um, so I won't get too much into Guardians because, like Chris said, one of our patrons playing along with us, so I don't want to spoil anything before he's done because I know he's still working on it. But yeah, it is very much my kind of game. I <laughs> am really, really enjoying it. And I, I like the action, the combat, a lot more than Chris does. Um, but the story, like he's talking about how funny it is, and it is so funny like the writing is so good and there's non-stop talking and that sounds like it should be really annoying but it is so good and so funny and because there's so many characters uh it never feels stale either and there's there's some growth and like they get into some really important and deep subjects as you go and like man it's really been been blowing me away uh story-wise and character-wise and i think we're probably maybe one or two more sit downs to finishing it. I've got my son to play with me and he hasn't sat down and played a game with me in a while. He's, he's 13 now. So he's, you know, starting to be grumpy and stick to himself and it's hard to <laughs> connect. So I've been having a really good week with him, uh, sitting down to play that for a couple hours. He's, he's having a good time too. So let me ask a question about that. Um, yeah. Like the first few chapters I play, I think I played like, like up to chapter five. And if you do a lot of really, really good hunting around, um, you'll find like items that will, you can have more story when you get back, like to yep. the ship and stuff. Does that kind of continue as the game goes on or is that like mostly front loaded? No, there's, we're like, we're on, I think chapter 15 or 16 or something now. And yeah, we just found like another new item. I can't wait to go back to the ship and, and open up some new conversations with it. Okay. Cause I've, I think maybe that's my complaint is uh, I feel like I need to find all the doodads. And so I, it, it really takes me a long time to go through anything because <laughs> I'm like looking around and like, how do I get over here? I'm like, spends a lot of time doing these things. I feel like it really enjoying, slows things down. If you're enjoying the dialogue and, and the characters, I, I'd say it's worth digging those things out. But like, if you just want the main story, like you just go without them. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was surprised that really that's all they do is just kind of open up these side dialogue pieces and there's really no other point to them other than fleshing out the character relationships and everything but, yeah i mean some of them are pretty tough i mean like you know there's a story where he's talk you know uh you're peter's, just about peter's to talking really about dark. like yeah. okay yeah like peter's yeah. talking about like his time on the in the prison and you know all some of that stuff and gamora's yeah. like wow you know i didn't know <laughs> you know and uh yeah it's pretty sometimes yeah they do get a little deep with it and then yeah. there's always rocket to kind of lighten the mood up and max everybody lightens the mood up and everybody brings it down at times like and and then it takes like the whole rest of the team to like bring it back because because yeah they get into some stuff later on like they I, I you like we're going to talk about the game awards so i don't think this is a big spoiler but they won uh best narrative and when they were given their acceptance speech they're talking about how the theme of the game is grief and like the further you get into that game the more you can see that theme coming out and i gotta ask one of the things i don't think this is spoiler because it's the first chapter right so and i'm not gonna spoil much of anything, but there's this part i'm gonna see if the same thing happened to you because i wonder if it's like can you have different options there's a part where like rocket is in trouble and Groot goes to help rocket and you think for a minute like oh no we've lost Groot. 
and you're going along and there's those places where you can, Groot can make bridges. Yep. And I like find one, but Groot's not with me, so I can't do it. And he's like, oh man, only if Groot was here. But then later Groot comes back, but I can't get back to that place. I wonder if there's a way to not have... Did that happen for you? No, I had Groot. So yeah, something different happened there for you. Okay, I did see. That's why I, was, I didn't know if this was a branching path game or if it was just always the same. So that sounds like then yeah, cool. okay, then there's different ways that it can go down. Okay, interesting. Yeah, very neat. So yeah, been playing lots of Guardians. Uh, still plugging away on Persona Two: Innocent Sin. I have no idea how far into that game I am, but I'm getting to. The weird parts, if you know anything about that one. Um, so, so both the Persona 2 games, the part of the story is um, when people create rumors and they do this like, you know, kind of Bloody Mary type game about personas, uh, the rumors start to come true. So weird things happen in them like, you know, so-and-so saw a ghost and they spread this rumor and then, whoa, now there's a ghost there. But in Persona 2 Innocent Sin, someone's spreading a rumor that Hitler's still alive and his army is like invading Japan. And so I'm getting into that stuff. Uh, it's pretty pretty well known if you know Persona 2 that, that Hitler is like the, one of the bad guys in it. So I'm just about to get introduced to him. I've been fighting some Nazis uh, in the forest recently. So that's coming up and will be weird to see. Um, and then I played through a couple more NES games. Played through The Immortal which I really liked. Very cool. Like, like, uh, atmosphere, like one of the best on the NES, like really cool setting and characters and music was great. Uh, really got a like Diablo kind of vibe from it with the isometric perspective and how you like, uh, pick up loot and, and there's a little bit of combat and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was a neat game. I really liked it. Um, it's got a reputation as being really hard and like you'd die a lot in it, but the levels are like five minutes long. Like they're not long until you get the next password. So I don't know why it has the reputation that it does. I think it's cause it just feels like it's so trial and error. Like there's lots of that, the game yeah. does not tell you tons the, of stuff. It's just like, we're going to kill not, you. But it has a very detailed manual that the, the the whole first chapter, it literally walks you through the entire level. It tells you what to do step by step and then it gives you really strong hints for every other chapter except for the last one. Well, let's just say maybe when you were we when I was young and rented it back in the day, they couldn't give you the manual, so yeah. you just had to figure it out. Um, yeah, so I played that, really enjoyed it. I couldn't figure out the uh, uh, how to record it well with my Elgato because uh, it has that weird black that just doesn't show up on new screens. Uh, it's a very unusual issue that you can fix with an emulator, but I haven't figured out any fixes with uh, with the old hardware. So did I just you, went. Did you read that article thing I sent over? Yeah, and it's it's talking about the emulator fixes. Yeah, like it gives you the how to go into the code and like change the values. But did they? Black. Yeah, did you read like what it is? Like the PPU has this special like ultra black and yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's kind of like weird. I was reading a bit about it. There, there's no other game that did it, and it was apparently in like when you wanted to uh, publish a game on the NES, uh, Nintendo would send you like, "Here's what you need to do to publish a game." And one of the things in that list was like, "Don't use this color. Like, this is not a good color. Some TVs are not compatible with this." But it, it was pretty rare. Like, I, I was trying to look into it. And it sounds like 98% of TVs ran it fine, and there's like the two percent that didn't. 
So they did it anyway and didn't care. And most people didn't even notice back then because the TVs worked. <laughs> but then when everything went to uh, LCD, flat screen plasma and beyond, uh, none of those TVs pick it up. Like it's an issue for all of them now. Like any monitor, laptop, like will not run this game on, on uh, original hardware anymore. Well, there you go. But yeah. you, you solved the problem. I just uh, I have, have an old digital camera I put up on our, our tripod and it like it's an old digital camera so I did a video and I'm like this is it's just too bad even for my standards so I, I took some rubber bands and taped my phone to the camera and just used that on the tripod and, and did it gorilla style I saw the setup and it works. So, you know, it's it proof in the pudding. I, yeah. I, I remember suggesting something like that. You were like, anyone have any idea how I can do this? And I was like, throw a camera on a tripod, point it to the screen. And you were like, oh, I don't know if I want to do anything like that. And then I see the picture, threw a camera on a tripod, yeah. pointed at a screen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went that route. It just seemed the easiest at the time. Um, and then I played Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the Ubisoft version which uh wasn't great but <laughs> i've played worse uh it, the, it's one of those games where jumping is faster than walking so you want to leap everywhere but then also everything will kill you if you're leaping all the time there's like traps and, and pits and bad guys shooting at you so you always moved slower than you wanted to because you knew there was a faster method but it was really dangerous so but it was a short game like same thing the levels are like like two minutes long each and uh a little bit of maze lake in the first one and then after that it was pretty straightforward yeah nothing so, to write um, home about other than it was the last licensed nes game i had to beat and there's no more that's so cool so so cool uh, how how are how is your withdrawal going so to make up for that to like ease myself into it instead of going cold turkey i've been just doing lots of research and writing about nes games for the okay. last week so I've I've no, I've I've noticed that I've noticed the difficulty conversation continuing to go on oh, Twitter man. and you know like uh, kind of that kind of stuff. I am so deep into that. Like I I really uh, like one of the if if only one thing comes out of all of my Nintendo playing, I just want to dispel some of the misinformation about which games are hard on the NES. And mm -hmm. so yeah, not just talking to people, but doing lots of research. Um, I got ten years worth of playing data from the guy that runs the one of the forums on uh, Nintendo Age and Video Games Age, of like mm -hmm. which game gets beaten in which order when they do the beat every year, beat, beat the entire library in one year thing, how many different mm -hmm. people have beaten it, that kind of stuff. Uh, the Mexican runner who has beaten all the NES games previously, uh, I reached, he reached out to congratulate me, which was awesome. Oh, and then nice. he, I had a little chat with him, and he he let me know his hardest games list. And there's one other guy on Video Games Age who's like four games away from finishing as well. So I'm getting some input from him, and I'm trying to collate like a. I was gonna do like a top ten, and then I'm like, that's that's not enough games to explain this yeah, properly. Yeah. So I tentatively wrote like top 30. Let's see if I can do top 30. And I ended up making it a 50 right now. And yep. I don't think I can narrow it down from 50 to point I'd be happy yep. with. So writing about 50 games is, is a long process. Which yes. I have been deep into for the last like week and a half. Like every day I'm, I'm putting hours and hours into that and researching games. Because every time I write something down too, I'm, I'm worried it won't be factual. That's like my biggest concern. So whenever I write a sentence, I like look up everything in that sentence and make sure it's accurate. And then I'm okay. I move on to the next <laughs> sentence. And, 
look all that up. And then I'm going to get a couple of these guys that, uh, that know the library really well too, to like kind of proofread it and make sure I didn't screw up beyond there and talk to them about where I'm placing everything and see if anything needs to get moved. Um, cause I, I don't want it to be my list. I want it to be kind of like a definitive authoritative kind of community project. And, and I have like, when I looked at my list versus uh, Mexican runners, you know, 90% of it was the same. And then there were like a few games on his list. I'm like, really? Like, I like don't remember those giving me any trouble. And then vice versa. I had a few on my list that nobody else seems to think is as hard as I do. So I'm trying to weed Mm. those kind of things out and adjust for them. And when I have really close situations too, uh, I can use all that player data that I got uh, to kind of like bump one ahead of the other kind of thing, which is really cool. So I'm I'm really looking forward to, to unveiling that at some point. I just don't know how much longer I need probably another week or two to still keep going on that yeah and I, I saw you made a guest appearance you want to tell people about that yeah uh so some of our buddies over at the drunk friend podcast uh trav from uh nes friend and alex from snes drunk uh both invited me onto their show and just wanted to talk about nintendo games so it's my, my favorite thing to talk about so i was like yeah heck yeah and uh, Travis videos I've actually used uh, a few times uh, when I've been researching things in the past too. They're, they're, he goes deep into uh, into all sorts of, like not not just the games everybody knows. Like I, I like to reference his, his videos for things like Star Force and some of the Koei games and things where there's not a lot of resources out there for. Um, so it was cool to talk to those guys. I had a really good time uh, and I hope the episode went over well because uh, we still have lots more NES games to talk about. So maybe he'll invite me on again down the road. Well, I haven't got a chance to listen yet. I just saw the tweet today. So I retweeted that out and I'll give it a download and give a listen. Yeah. He was saying on their Patreon, they put up like an open, like, Hey, we're going to talk to this guy who's, who's beaten the NES library. Like, do you have any questions? He's like, we had to shut it down. Like we've never oh, wow. had, had too many questions, <laughs> but we had too many questions. <laughs> wow. All right. Awesome. So, that felt good. It felt nice. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. So that that's been my week. It's been a big congratulations. week. Congratulations. Yeah, Thanks. for real. You're right. That's huge. I I remember seeing that and it just like it feels it feels weird it being over and it's so cool that you're, you know, kind of going down uh the path of the the difficulty and the uh just the interest you have in that and uh that'll be a phenomenal resource and then hopefully you'll start a trend of all these lists coming out instead of like these fake most difficult <laughs> games, there'll be this new trend of like uh, the real most difficult games and like all the lists the, of the like real yeah, best Silver's... JRPGs on the system. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, 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 get, we, we got to get uh collector cash shirts, like, like silver servers easy. <laughs> like, I'm not joking. I really like that idea. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure Kotaku is uh, already priming uh, to, to rip off your list and put ads everywhere. So don't hey, worry. That's fine. As long as it's the information gets out there. I want I would love for this to get like repeated endlessly. So it gets burned into people's minds more than those crappy other ones that have been out there for the last decade and a bit. Uh, can you swear a lot and do YouTube videos with like really bad special I can't. Effects? So I was wondering, I'm like, <laughs> like, if this picks up traction, I wonder if I could reach out to someone who does and like, and they can help me like push that out there. Like, no, you know what you can do? Just, just do it completely clean and then edit out like every other word, <laughs> even though they just don't need it. to be <laughs> exactly. Like, remember, like, I forget who did that, but some, someone was listening to the show 
Uh, I can't. It was either one of you guys or someone just grabbed the show and edited it. And like there was I think a, that a was one Zag point. Norch back in the day. Was it Zag? Yes. And 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 Kelsey said to me like I I made I made the joke. I forget what I said. But then Kelsey on the show said thank you, Bill. Thank you very much. <laughs> and he bleeped it. So it was like bleep you, Bill. Bleep you very much. It's <laughs> <laughs> like oh that's way funnier. <laughs> <laughs> oh so good. Well yeah that's that's awesome. That's that's that is definitely a, a big week. So big congratulations on that. Um, I also had a big couple of weeks here. I got a good amount of stuff to kind of go over. Um, so um, first of all, what I'm playing, um, I think I mentioned last time that I've got this Google Doc of things to play. So I can kind of, I don't like think, looking at it as a backlog because I, I, I feel like that's like more like the negative connotation. I like looking at a to play list because it's optimistic. I am going to play <laughs> these things. It's not, you know, the other way. I'm looking forward, not backwards, right? So on my to play list, um, I was, I was, I had a short business trip just two or three days um, a couple of weeks ago and um, I have my laptop with me and I was like, all right, like what can I play on my laptop that I can, you know, just HDMI to the TV in the hotel. And this game has been on my list for a while. So I started Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, oh, which yeah. we've talked about on the show. I, 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 I just started like yeah, maybe two months ago kind of thing. Yep. So I, like I, I think we talked about it. I started it for a minute and I was like, you know what, I'm going to wait till I can play it with headphones and I can focus. And so um, so that's what I did. So I started it at the at the hotel, which was nice. It was late. It was dark. You know, I was alone and I got a really good kind of like feel for the atmosphere. And over the last couple of weeks, um, I ended up finishing this game the day before Halo Infinite came out because I was like, I really want to finish it. I, I don't want to get pulled to something else. So um, I ended up finishing uh, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, which uh, uh, the game is really, really, really cool. Um, and it's one of these things that you kind of have an idea of what's going on when it starts because they tell you that this is psychosis. Like this is a person that hears voices and you hear the voices yourself. If you're wearing headphones, they got this awesome binaural audio uh, track uh, for the game. Like it sounds like they're coming from inside your head from different places. Um, and it's like you're self-conscious or like voices you're perceiving. So it's like, even though you know that, you still kind of take the story that's being given to you as what's happening. And then as you, you know, as you start to realize a little bit further down, it's like, if you look at it from the other angle, that maybe what's happening isn't what's happening. So it's it's a really super interesting uh, uh, way to present that narrative. And I actually didn't realize until very late in the game what was actually going on. Um, so, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't call, so there's definitely a lot of environmental puzzles. Um, there's a, there's a good amount of combat, but I wouldn't say the combat's terribly difficult, especially since there's an auto difficulty, um, you know, that, uh, if it kind of senses you're having trouble, it'll kind of, you know, just automatically adjust for that. If you really are having issues, you can put it down to easy and it is very, very easy. I, I kind of tested a few different ones. Um, and I'm not a person who's good at Souls games or has a lot of experience, but it does kind of have that feel of like, you know, there, there's definitely parrying uh, is a big part of the game if you want to try to do that. And the fact that I was really, really good at the parrying part of the combat says to me that the combat in this game is easy. <laughs> um, big, slow, lumbering enemies that really telegraph their attacks, but it still makes me feel really good when I, you know, parry those things away and you can kind of figure out all these combos yeah, and stuff. Or like even when you're in combat and it's like, look out behind you and you're like, Oh shit, I got to roll. Like someone's it, coming up. Yep. Back. Yep. So, so normally I'm 
very, very much not a fan of games that have really awesome, super good combat that feels nice and has, you know, like flow to it. And then the makers of the game are like, okay, like, how do we make this game harder? Uh, just throw four enemies at them at the same time. Like, I'm usually not a big fan of that, but there is, there are times in that it's so cool. Like, you'll get to an area and you can kind of tell it's like a little monster closet. And it's like, all right, like a fight's coming up here. And the dudes are so cool. Like, they call them the Northmen, but, like, they're kind of these, like, barbarians, and they're kind of coming up to you, and, like, they they kind of come up really, really slow and lumbering, and they're kind of, like, you know, beating, their, patting their chests, like, you know, presenting themselves to you, like, all right, like, this is about to happen type deal. And then, you know, you have your, you know, your sidesteps, your, your blocks, your parries, you have your combos, your melee, and you start to kind of figure out some combos you really like, and then you just knowing that, like, okay, like, there's a dude behind him to the left so whatever i do i'm gonna try to sidestep to the right to keep this guy in between me and the guy behind mm -hmm. uh him so like i i did kind of start thinking that way what i didn't like is because a lot of times a fight will start and there's like three dudes in front of you it's like all right i know what's going on but then like you said you'll be fighting two or three guys and then you'll hear one of the voices in your head behind you you're like, oh, no. And you got to just, like, roll and, and hope that the guy misses you and then just kind of, like, make your way, you know, get your get your stance again. Uh, but I, I the combat initially was, like, a little bit to get used to, but I ended up really, really enjoying it. Um, the game is strikingly beautiful at all times. Like, because mm -hmm. there's usually in every game, there's a time where you can kind of, like, look at the grass or, like, look at the rock and be like, oh, you know, there's a muddy, crappy texture a lot of the beginning of the game is very, very slow moving. You're kind of like, it opens up, you're like in like a canoe and you're kind of like, you know, making your way through this, this still body of water and you get to kind of the edge of the lake. I'm looking everywhere, trying to find an imperfection. I'm like, there aren't any, the game is just beautiful. Um, and, and yeah, so, uh, uh, we can, I don't want to spend too, too much time on it, but I finished it really really enjoying this new thing i'm doing where i'm you know have a list of games and i've decided to start one and then i actually finish it this has happened a few you know shows in a row and i hope the trend continues but yeah hellblade senua's sacrifice very very good and i am going to go back and listen to the uh uh playcast episode on it because i started that episode and i was like you know what i do want to play this game i'll come back to this one so i'll go back to that episode and then we'll uh we'll see what uh what uh, you know how we kind of compare our thoughts on that game um i started halo infinite which i won't talk about too too much because i'm really just a couple you know a couple of days into it um it's it doesn't start off open kind of like you know like like a far cry game or an assassin's creed game will give you like one or two missions to kind of get you settled and then it's like all right here's the world and you can climb a tower open up a map so there really are like you know two or three good you know, kind of meaty missions before that are kind of just Halo style story missions before you kind of they put you on on the world and you're like, all right, like now you can kind of explore around. So it did kind of start off like as a traditional Halo game. Um, I've just gotten to the the you know the area where you can kind of creep around and, and do whatever you want. Um, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's they're doing some really super cool things with audio that I can't remember if I've seen done in games before because a lot of times like you need some sort of feedback as a player visually or otherwise that you have downed an enemy and this can come in a lot of forms like in a multiplayer game a lot of times like there'll be like a visual cue or just like that little kind of like um you know that that uh, uh information feed somewhere where it's like oh you know bill shot chris or you know kelsey grenaded you know this person so Pretty in pve games 
Yeah, for uh, MLG Nade. <laughs> so um, a lot of times in Halo games, like the the person's like or the enemy is like so far away from you, they kind of have these animations where when you kill something, they kind of like you know fly through the air, like you know like in a kung fu movie when like that final blow hits and then they just kind of spin out of control. But Halo Infinite does this really super cool thing where the final gunshot, no matter what weapon it's from, if it kills an enemy, it makes this really distinct and louder than normal like thud like that that like round like hit someone like that so you could be in the middle of a firefight and there's like eight guys and you're kind of brum, brum, and you'll hear that thunk, and you're like ooh, that guy's dead i can move on and I've, i can't remember another game that's done this but it's really super helpful um so but yeah it's uh i'm just kind of starting to get to the 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 flow of the game where you know, when you unlock a certain thing and it's like, oh, this lets you do, you know, like, because they have bases kind of similar to Far Cry. And when you unlock a base, that's like your fast travel. So in Halo, there's bases where you can unlock and then it's fast travel. But then there's like also other kinds of things that if you unlock them, then, you, then you've unlocked like a modification of an existing weapon. So like you already can get like the assault rifle or the battle rifle or whatever. But if you like destroy this like certain like you know stronghold oh you can get like a version of that but like it's got you know like a better scope or like different mags or something and it's like uh like a you know kind of like a a variant of, of that weapon and the more you unlock it's like all these bases uh similar to mass effect andromeda when you can like summon a vehicle to go to one of those so same thing like at first you only have like the mongoose but if you get like enough then like you can summon the warthog and the scorpion tanks and stuff so it's it's very very familiar open world game tropes but they've kind of put a twist on enough of them where like it feels fresh and uh uh i'm yeah i'm having a good time with it so far so so yep started halo um i also since i rolled the credits on astro's playroom i started last guardian um uh so i won't talk about it too too much i want to you know get further into it but it's weird because like if i'm down in the basement where the computer and my office are like there's certain things i'll play down here if i'm in the living room it's probably going to be playstation 5 or um i'll throw on the series x for forza horizon 5 for like a quick race or something so i like having like one thing i can play in that room and like one thing i can play in this room so like right now this is my halo area and like the the living room is the last guardian area so um i have no idea how far i am into it because i don't know how long the game is but i've a good number of hours i'd probably say like five or six hours in it's so a little longer than shadow of the classes but it's not crazy long okay yeah what was weird to me is it, it kind of made me think of metal gear solid uh in that like the first time i played metal gear solid it you know took a long time i watched a lot of the story there's like a lot of story exposition and then like one of like the things was like oh like yeah if you beat it and like you know less than like you know like an hour or something like that you get this like other end i forget what it was but i'm like less than an hour like how's that possible and it's like oh there's only like 14 minutes of gameplay because <laughs> <laughs> the rest is story or you know i'm exaggerating but uh but yeah it's um uh but yeah, so Last Guardian, so, so I was getting to is there's a trophy, because my kids like asked me to look through the trophy list, and one of them was, oh, like play the game till the end. Like, yeah, I'll definitely get that. One of them was uh, finish the game in under 30 hours. And I was like, whoa, I certainly hope I finish it in under 30 hours. And then like the next one was like, finish the game in under five hours. And I was like, oh, wow. Is it, I guess it's it's the type of game that if you know it, 
so well you can actually beat it that fast i'd be curious to kind of go back uh, you know once i'm finished but uh so yeah not not too too much to talk about yet i'll, I'll save that for when i'm you know a little bit further in so that's it for the to play i did um fine i did fire up destiny 2 um because the the new update hit like the biggest update they've ever had and their uh 30th anniversary pack uh came out which they you know new dungeon uh free six player uh match made activity whole bunch of like bungee themed weapons mostly of which are halo which is kind of cool so we have like halo themed weapons that are in destiny now and like the you know the energy sword and stuff i somehow i missed the memo that this was so expensive like seasons in destiny which is like months of content are like 10 bucks and it's normally a six player match made activity like a whole bunch of like battle pass style stuff and you know maybe some story content to play through so the the 30th anniversary bungee uh pack is 25 dollars and the six player match made activity is free for everybody whether you buy it or not so what you get for the 25 dollars is the gallerhorn which is one of the most iconic exotic weapons in destiny history which you know everyone is you know undoubtedly excited for um there is a new dungeon that is very much a fan service dungeon um and then like a whole bunch of like these weapons and like things you can only get if you have this pack and like i'm kind of looking at it and i'm like you know what I'm, I'm glad they did it i think it's really cool this is not a purchase i want to make for 25 dollars, so i didn't make it mm. uh and i'm happy with that decision um it is really funny though because but destiny it, they're they're a little bit self-aware and they'll kind of throw some you know little jabs in here and there uh but it's so tongue-in-cheek that like so zur who's like the typically the uh, the exotic weapon uh, uh vendor um he's kind of the the runner and the narrator of this new six-player matchmaking activity and it's almost run like a game show and he's a very dark mysterious creature with like snakes you know like on his face so he's not like a playful guy and he like normally you, you go up to him and he's like uh he's basically your he's the broker between you and the nine who are like a very mysterious, you know, kind of like paracausal beings that like, you don't know a lot about. And like, we're still trying to figure stuff out. He's like, you're like in between, uh, between them. So you'll go to get exotic stuff from him. And he's like, uh, like, you know, my will is not my own. This is the will of the nine. So he's like very mysterious and brooding and stuff. But in this activity, he's like, uh, thank you for playing. Be sure to have your ghost spayed or neutered. So like it's it's that much in the tongue in cheek side of things, and also one of the bosses I didn't pick this up at first because a lot of Destiny bosses they have these kind of you know crazy mytho you know mythology inspired names you know like Brachus Zahn and like a lot of like apostrophes you know like in the middle of, of names and stuff like that. So one of the bosses, uh, his name is uh, it's like K A S H U S or U N and then P R Y zes or something like that so it's spelled weird but then when you look at it it's like this boss's name is cash and prizes <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it's it really is a fun you know tongue-in-cheek thing that they're doing but it's it's and i really try not to think about companies doing cash grabs but you know the witch queen was supposed to be out in the fall it got delayed until Bill, february Bill's very so literally the, thinking i'd buy that for a dollar yeah so so the the fact that you know they don't have a major expansion out this year. It really feels like they were like, let's just make this thing $25. Like everyone's going to buy it. So yeah. I've decided to make the decision with my wallet and not buy it. 
Um, so that's it for playing for right now. Um, I do want to give a quick update of something that I watched through to completion. Shang-Chi was awesome. Really? I love this movie. So good. Okay. And I'm, and, 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 and Chris says this all the time, like, you know, and even from movies that he likes, like, you know, it's not going to win any awards, but did I have a fantastic time watching it? Yup. I, I I think you might have said that about Wonder Woman. Uh, the oh, 80- yeah. I understand yep. that I'm probably, you know, most people are probably not going, man, Wonder Woman was freaking awesome. I enjoyed, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed the crap out of Wonder Woman movies. So, 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 so okay. man, yeah, because last time we had chatted, I think I had just, like, started it, and then the kids kind of ran, and I was like, okay, like, it's not the right time. So I, I ended up watching it uh, separately. I really, really enjoyed it. And my kids kind of like, they did pop in the room while I was watching it. I didn't know if they would be into it. And they heard Aquafina speak and they were like, I forget the name, but they were like, that's the dragon from Raya and the last dragon. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it is like, you actually could pick up on that. And they're like, yeah, that's so like, they actually know Aquafina's voice, which is crazy. See, I would have been like, um, yeah, is that the bottled water? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah. It's yeah, just 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 not spelled the same. <laughs> <laughs> so uh but yeah, I I thought Shang-Chi was was fantastic. So uh uh glad to glad to knock that one off the list and uh, I have not started I've not started Hawkeye just sticking with the Marvel um theme. I've not started Hawkeye yet, but that's one of the next things on our list. My wife and I have a uh, back and forth. So I chose to watch Squid Game. We watched Squid Game. Now she chose The Great on Hulu. So we're currently watching The Great. And then we will switch to uh, Hawkeye. And then uh, I'll be I'm caught really, up on the Marvel I'm really liking stuff. Hawkeye. Solid. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing good stuff. Yeah. So that's it for, um, for playing and watching. Uh, some quick pickups. I ordered the Halo Infinite Vinyl, which was kind of a surprise uh, release. It was like that Mondo announced. They were like, hey, like Mondo, or sorry, Halo Infinite Vinyl we got it, you know, two, you know, double LP, custom artwork, gatefold, you know, beautiful packaging, 180 gram. Uh, it's coming out like a two days. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, because sometimes like, you know, if you know about it in advance and stuff. So I was like, all right, well, I got to get it. So I ordered it. It's supposed to ship in February. Uh, so that's exciting. And they said, uh, don't fret. Um, we will be printing more of these. So basically this first run is kind of like for the people who like care about having like the, you know, the first press or the whatever color that they press. But if you're just looking for like a 180 gram black copy of this, it's going to be happening next year. So Uh, speaking of vinyl, I wanted to mention this to Kelsey, even though he's a big, big uh, Persona fan. uh, I know he's not the type of person who would listen to this music outside of playing Persona. He he said that before, but I am 8-bit. I don't know. Did you see this announcement that they made? p5 and they're also doing scramble is that right it is everything so they said that so they said that they've uh you know the the persona 5 um uh, soundtrack has been one of their most successful releases one of their most often requested reprints so they they did a reprint of it they did a persona 5 um is it pronounced royal or royale not royal royal the that like kind of like extended like the the kind of beefier um uh, uh version um, but just the, uh, this past week, they were like, all right, like we're doing it. So I am 8-Bit is putting out the 25th anniversary deluxe vinyl box set. It is 15 records. It is, Persona, this. It, is per, it is Persona 1, 2, Innocent Sin, and Eternal Punishment, 
three, four, and five. It is $400. So now this is 15 records. So when you divide that uh, across 400, it's about $25 a record. So it's really, you know, it's not the worst cost possible. It's still a lot of money. But what I really want to applaud them for doing is if you just want Persona 1 and 2, you can get that as a bundle. If you just want three, they're selling that by itself. If you want four, they're selling that by itself, and they're selling five by itself. And these are open pre-orders. Thank you. Like, I'm so sick of jumping on to try to get something, and it's like, oh, you were four seconds too late. So everybody who wants Persona Vinyl, it's not going to be the cheapest thing in the universe, but not the most expensive, but... You know, I think the the pre-orders start on the 15th. Speaking of, like, pre-orders, I've been waiting forever for the Analog Pocket to go back on uh, sale. That's right. And they just said, we're doing more. And same idea. They're like, just put your order in. Like, the sooner you get your order in, we're going to ship them in batches. So, like, the quickest people will get it in Q1, but then the next quickest people will get it in Q3. And then the next batch, you'll probably get it in 2023. But... Like, that's way better than what's been going yep. on. Yep. And, and here's the thing, like, and I know, uh, and we, we probably don't give uh, them enough credit for this, um, but Steam, sorry, Valve with the Steam Deck, that is how their pre-orders went. You pre-ordered directly from them, and it's in the order you pre-ordered. So, like, when you go in and look at your pre-order, it's like, okay, like, yours is going to be January. Yours is going to be Q2. Yours is going to be Q3. Like, they don't get enough credit for doing it that way as opposed to like, uh, just, you know, like go to Best Buy, see what you can do, you know, like F5 on your browser. So I really, really hope the world kind of switches over to this. Someone in a local Facebook video game uh, group that I belong to posted uh, a link to a story. I want to say it was Eurogamer, but I'm not 100%. It was like some laws being uh, proposed to make the use of bots for acquiring products for resale illegal. So I'd have to look more into it. So don't quote me on that. But I mean, man, would that be a step in a phenomenal direction if we can start getting some, uh, you know, some, uh, some legislation against, because I'm telling you, like it's, I'm lucky enough and we're lucky enough that like we have the video game consoles that we want for now. But I mean, forget about trying to find a GeForce 3080 or 3090 or 3070. A friend in the last two weeks who settled for a 3070s at the low end one. Mm. He's been trying to get the other ones for over a year, and he just like gave up. And another friend who's like, he had no idea. He's just like, I I wanted to go get a PS5. I didn't realize I can't just go get a PS5. Like this sucks. Yep. (laughs) Well, yeah. Try to try to get an Elden Ring Collector's Edition. Yeah. Nope. It's it's crazy. And the thing is, I, I was kind of stopped looking for GeForce cards for so long. I didn't realize that the MSRP at like regular places like Best Buy has like doubled and tripled. Like the what? last like w- like when you go like because I expected on eBay yeah. or Amazon resellers or whatever. So like when I was first trying to get a 3080 from uh, uh, Best Buy, we're talking like 700, 800, you know, 900, depending on the variant or the, you know, the amount of RAM or whatever. But the last time um, I, I uh, saw one of the drops and it was like, okay, you know, Best Buy's got the G-Forces. Like, here you go. And I clicked on it and it's like uh, EV, three or four different models, EVGA, Asus, MSI, you know, 3080s, you know, different variations, like 1799 to 2499. I'm like, guys, what is that? What are we even doing? And so the percentage of people that are using this for gaming at that price has got to be like less than 5%. It, it's got to be all mining. Is it got to be... Th- I- I'm wondering, because I saw some of this on walmart.com too. Mm-hmm. 
are you sure it wasn't third party sellers? Because like Walmart had problem. People were putting like Xbox Series X's for like eight hundred dollars on Walmart.com, but it was third party. So I know Walmart, you can do that. I'm not aware of third party selling on BestBuy.com. I know what happens on Walmart. I know what happens on Amazon. Um, I'll I'll do a little bit more digging and I'm see what's curious. going on, but I. I asked a few places and I was like, guys, like what is happening with the price? Like even like at Best Buy, like, like, like first party reseller and people are like, uh, eh, supply and demand. I'm like, guys, this is, it's going to, it's like, I'm not getting another upgrade for the computer until this, uh, uh, settles down. It's just not worth it. Did you, I don't know if you guys heard that there's to kind of counteract some of this in Japan, there's some retailers that for like the PlayStation five and stuff that are, opening the boxes up and in some cases removing some of the things before they sell them so that they can't get resold as brand new. Yeah. I, th <laughs> I think I read something. I read a few things. One of them was that, and they were, they were like, you know, like, or, or like they'll sell it to you, but like they'll, they, they give it to you and like they throw the packaging away. So you just like walk away with like the hardware. Yeah. They're really um, yeah. I, over there too. Yeah. I saw something like that. But yeah, it's 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 nuts. But I, I more more places need to do like Sony with the Sony Direct, where you can like sign up, get in a queue, and then like once they become available, like all right, it might not be for six months, but hey, it's your turn now. You know, like it's it's we gotta switch to something like that. It's it's not getting any better. Uh, so sorry to get off on a little thing like that, but yeah, Persona Vinyl is how we got to that. Um, I want to give a shout out to our good buddy Rich, uh, Single Banana uh, of the uh, Playcast. Um, so I, I talked about how he was a guest of mine after the uh, uh, Retro World Expo show um, back in uh, uh, just recently, um, last couple months here. And uh, a package shows up at my door a couple of days ago, and I looked at it, and I saw, I recognized his name and address, and I was like, oh, crap. Because my Secret Santa package has already shown up. And I was like, did I give two people me as a match? And I was like, oh, I hope I didn't like mess this up. But no, it was actually just a very sweet um, uh, thank you package from Rich for uh, hosting him. And uh, he, he never forgets about uh, uh, Sarah either. So he gave Sarah a Starbucks gift card. Uh, gave me a big box PC game, Wing Commander. So I got a little more Hamill in sweet. the house. And um, he gave me like a little like I don't know what brand it is, but like it's it's a Sora uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, figure, but it almost looks like Roblox. It's like very blocky, like uh, and it kind of looks like a generic action figure type thing. It's, it's it was the tag was very generic. It was like Jakey's or something like that. But I showed it to the kids and I was like, do you know what this is? And they were like Roblox. And I'm like, no, but have fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's, if, if that's what that's what you like. And uh, so I am not a Funko Pop guy at all. Um, if you're into them, great. I personally am not, but uh, I know Rich grabs the album here and there. <clears throat> so he, he sent me, uh, Pris from Blade Runner, uh, the Funko Pop. It's actually really, really cool. It's like she, her like white face with like the black, like uh, kind of mask painted on her, which is the, you know, what she has towards the climax of the movie when she confronts Deckard in uh, JF Sebastian's apartment. So I'm now the proud owner of two. Funko Pop figures. Uh, the other one also being a gift, Edward Kenway from Assassin's Creed 4, <laughs> which I know Kelsey will poo-poo on because he's a pirate, but what am I going to do? So uh, thank you very much, Rich. That was very, very sweet. And also uh, a complete copy of NHL 96 for the Super Nintendo. Always happy to get another hockey game. Um, <clears throat> uh, I will just mention real quick that I started building the uh, Lego Ultimate Collector Series AT-AT Walker, which we did pick up uh, on Black Friday, but uh, we 
made made a deal with my wife. I was like, okay, I well, let's clean up some of the areas that need to be cleaned up, kind of get some of the Lego displayed the way we like it. And then once we say, okay, we know where we're going to put it when it's built, then we can start it. So we've done those things and I started it. So that'll be fun. And uh, I'll only mention it because we've talked about it on the show before um, that I was getting a little tattoo hungry, uh, you know, this, uh, this lockdown uh, period. So I've been doing some research, finding artists that I like, finding styles and I finally, uh, you know, I found a, d- a design idea that I was really into, found an artist that I really liked. I kind of uh, was able to meet up with him at a show that he attended a couple months ago. And it's really just the waiting game because tattooers are very, very busy, especially ones that do custom artwork because, you know, they're they're just booked. So he happened to, uh, he posted on his Instagram. He's like, hey, I, I, I had a cancellation. Um, so this day is open. And I didn't tell anybody. I just, I was like, I was like, I was like, yes. I was like, I'll, I'll do it. Like, here's my email from before and here's the idea. And his assistant pinged me back and was like, yep, he's, he's totally down. Send the deposit. I sent the deposit. They were like, you're on the schedule. I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> so I went, um, I went to get the tattoo done and my wife just thinks I'm, I'm, you know, at work and like, you know, so it's like dinner time. It's still not done. And she's like, where are you? I'm like, oh, like, don't worry about it. And then after a while, you know, it's like six o'clock. Like, Where are you? I'm like, oh, you know, it's a surprise. And I'm trying to put it off. And uh, she eventually does text me. She's like, are you getting a tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yes. And she Maybe? just sent me back like uh, like a, like a, a, you know, meme of Rihanna. Like, oh, <laughs> we, we communicate in images a lot of the time. So, yeah, I, I love it. It's it's very I, it's very colorful. It's very playful. Um, I got an owl. Uh, kind of fashioned like rivers uh, uh, from Weezer during the Hello Mega Tour. So like black studded jacket, Weezer logo on the t-shirt, like hot pink uh, flying V guitar. Uh, Great because uh, like, yeah, really... like Disposed, uh, our good friend Steven says, uh, it's flying V or nothing, right? So it had to be a V. Um, and uh, the reason he's an owl is a reference to a Weezer lyric that I love um, in the song called Pork and Beans. The 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 song kind of starts uh, uh, the the sorry chorus starts off uh, I'm gonna do the things that I want to do I ain't got a thing to prove to you and then a little bit later in the chorus um, uh, I'm finding Danny with the me inside one look in the mirror and I'm tickled pink I don't give a hoot about what you think so I was like oh don't give a hoot I should do an owl and then I kind of like molded all those things together so. I'm super, super happy with it. It's still slightly itchy, even though most of the peeling has kind of stopped. It's about a, week, a little over a week old. Um, if anyone's interested in taking a look at it, I haven't tweeted it out or anything yet because my mom and sister don't know. I'm going to be showing them, if not tomorrow at my birthday dinner, at Christmas in a couple of weeks when we'll all be together. We'll, we'll see what makes more sense. But if anybody would like to take a look at it, uh, uh, my artist name is Kevin Boudreau. So if you go to Instagram and just search for Kevin Boudreaux tattoo, um, it's like the fourth or fifth post. It's the only owl playing a hot pink flying V guitar (laughs) (laughs) that he's done recently. So, uh, yeah, uh, sorry to take up a good chunk of time there, but, uh, yeah, had a a lot going on. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what's been going on with me. So what we've all been waiting for, the 2021 (laughs) Keeleys, <laughs> as we affectionately refer to the Game Awards, um, 
so somehow I, I I I always mess up and I call them like the VGAs. So I'm like, oh, no, like that video was that game old awards. thing from uh, Spike TV. Right. Yeah. That's also the, the company that uh, graded my Ninja Turtles. Uh, oh, that's video. right. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about VG. That's right. VGA grading. The video yeah. Game Authority. So so then so like when I was doing the notes for the show, I was like, okay, I have to stop saying VGA. So I was like, they're the 2022 TGAs or the Game Awards, which is how I came up with the title of the 2022 The Game Awards. <laughs> when you say the whole thing all together. So um, just a little little brief info about uh, the uh, the Game Awards themselves. So it's a um, what would you say, a three and a half four hour oh, show? Too uh, long. Three and a half. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's plus too long. Too, plus too long. there's a yeah like thirty minute pre show thing. Yeah, it is a too long of show um, put on by everyone's favorite. Uh, I don't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't call him a leaker. Everyone's favorite news video game leak guy. Kojima's best buddy. How about that? Yeah, Ko- Kojima's bro, um, uh, Jeff Keighley, and uh, so it's held uh, in uh, Los Angeles, and it is a combination award show announcement <laughs> slash trailer fest slash tease fest. Um, giant you, yes. small, yeah. small letters for awards, large letters for announcements. <laughs> yeah, as large as large Marge. So, because um, uh, when you think of other award shows, like, yeah, they'll sprinkle in things here and there. But, you know, like there's there's live performances, you know, because they're selling a product. There's, you know, stuff like that. But like when you watch the Oscars, they're not announcing 400 new movies, you know, like uh, uh, so there are. Many, many announcements. So we're going to split the show into two parts. We've got the parts for the awards and then the parts for the announcements and some of the trailers we thought were notable or maybe not so notable. Maybe those will get mentioned. Um, so we're not going to go through every single award because you can go to the Game Awards' awful website and find that out for yourself. Uh, I do not know why the Game Awards has such an awful website, but when I'm trying to just look at one big list of all the nominees and winners it's like no you must go back and forth geocity style uh to like every different uh web page that we have available look making all those statues is expensive they can't afford a good web designer okay it it it, it must be so uh, uh so yeah to so be like elden ring style where you have to like opt <laughs> for the lore to really appreciate it Ooh, i mean it's it's i'm not above a good lore hunt because that that destiny 2 lore zooey mama uh, and uh, we do have a new on, on the next show. I'm very much hoping to have a new Destiny 2 Grimoire lore book Ooh. in my possession. It comes out uh, before the next show. Every game should but, have a book like that. <clears throat> Honestly, like when you a little off topic, but when you guys told me about the uh, the Final Fantasy um, Ultimania archives, I had no idea what the book was. And now that I have the first one, I think I need the rest of them. Like now that I've spent some Pretty time, great, kind of looking right? They're it. really awesome. Very, very good. So, um, so yeah, so what we're going to do, we're going to uh, talk about some of the notable wins. Um, we're going to talk about um, some of the uh, snubs, where we thought uh, games were snubbed not just for wins, but for nominations. And we have just a couple of superlatives that will kind of pop in there to keep things fun and interesting, we hope. And then we'll talk about some announcements we thought were cool. So, um, uh, Chris, did you have anything that you, uh, that you thought was... Uh, uh, a notable win that you thought was, you know, well deserved, or just otherwise, like, you know, you're glad that someone got recognition for a win. I don't, I don't know if I would say it's a, 
any of those things, but I had to laugh <laughs> that the most anticipated game uh, was Elden Ring again. Again. <laughs> Second year in a row. I don't know if that's good bad. I mean, obviously it should have came out this year, but... Uh... Shouldn't, shouldn't there be some sort of double jeopardy rule in effect <laughs> where, you know, like, it's like, you know, Hades can't be up for game of the year last year and this year, even if they re-released it, like, on another console or something like that, right? Yeah, don't get me wrong. I am super pumped for Elden Ring, but I kind of think, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. You're having kind of another bite <laughs> of the apple here, really. Um, yeah. Stealing somebody else's thunder. So, but I mean, do I think it probably is the most anticipated game? Yeah, but is it kind of fair, maybe, that it gets up there twice? I don't know about that. Yeah. But, you know, Mis- they got Mr. Pot was on stage bringing the hype, though, so it was inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that pot. Like I saw somebody had posted. A little video of them like removing that during the the commercial break or whatever, like a couple big guys carrying this thing like off stage or whatever the case it is. Talk about janky. I mean, like that robot yeah. thing was like the most jank robot. Like, okay, here's, here's the little thing to. Uh, I don't know. I think that was. Um, uh, if you know anything about Miyazaki, the head of FromSoft, who is like the mind behind all this stuff, he's not a he does not go in front of people, right? He's not a Kojima. He, he isn't out there. He doesn't do, like to do interviews. Do, does he exist? He he, <laughs> he exists, I guess. He, okay. he did not invent transferring, he's, though. He's, so. he's not like an amalgamation of people who's like not like a real like individual person, uh, people, like Shakespeare. There are pictures of him. He does okay. exist. But, uh, so that's it. Yeah, they had to create this goofy like stage prop <laughs> to come out because <laughs> nobody from FromSoft would come and, and do anything, you know, there. But uh, that was that was a thing that had that got me to laugh. So I would say probably mm-hmm. honestly that's that was a notable win that made me laugh pretty well. Cool. Yeah, so I've, I've got a few uh, written down here. Um, uh, one of the ones that I wanted to mention um, was innovation and accessibility, which is something that, uh, and we've talked about it before with like, you know, like Microsoft with the, uh, um, you know, their accessibility ad- advancements with the, uh, uh, their, um, their controller um, that has, you know, like any, uh, any number of inputs for like people with disabilities. So like, I, I just feel like uh, accessibility doesn't get enough uh, credit. Um, and you'll see little things here and there, you know, like uh, uh, settings for color blindness, which are great, or like, you know, remapping of buttons. I was really, really happy to see Forza Horizon 5 get recognition for the innovation and accessibility because there are so many accessibility innovations on this that you can uh, uh, make, the, you can set the game to be comfortable or possible for you to play regardless of your physical abilities which is really amazing because this is something that normally you know you have an analog stick you have an analog brake on this finger you have an analog brake on this one you have a digital you know e-brake on another one and these are things so at the bare minimum to be competent or competitive in this game you have to use all those there's there's no you know like easy mode for that so in this game it does it there's not like one button that's like you know turn it turns it all on you go into the settings and it's like okay like how much of the you know the guideline do you want to be there um do you want the braking assisted do you want the steering assisted how much 
Um, do you want, you know, like it's, it's, it's really incredible how much is in there. And uh, of course there's going to be people that take advantage of that and they stick a rubber band on their controller and they, you know, like farm for XP and stuff like that. <laughs> but for the people who like have no other means to play this game, hey, I remember you know, if they have classmates doing that in final fantasy seven, that's not a new thing. Nope. no, nope, Yeah. Ne- de- definitely not. So it's, it's, hey, it's one of those how things. I leveled where... up my swimming in Morrowind. <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 the thing is, it's it's a little bit of a uh, uh, and you know, there's 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 been AFK farms forever, but I feel like it's a little bit different on a game like this that really is based around the principle that they want to keep you playing because they want you doing the microtransactions, they want you buying the car packs, they want you earning like the additional things you can earn. So and the same thing with with a game like Destiny where Bungie doesn't really want to make it too easy for you to automate that process because then everyone would do it right so um i was really really happy to see uh, uh forza horizon 5 get that uh, recognition in accessibility uh and uh kelsey was there anything that kind of stood out to you as uh, something that was notable that you were happy to see get uh, the nod yeah one of, one of my favorite games all year was returnal so i wanted to see them on stage for anything so when they got uh best action game uh, action yeah, that's right well deserved i think like Yep. and i i'm reading the the nominees i wasn't sure they were gonna get it because i know it's not like a critical darling it like it got uh, left off some other lists i think it should have been on so i, I was happy mm-hmm. to see them uh, get up there for a, a significant kind of award yep so so just some of the other categories that i thought were interesting um game direction uh was death loop uh and this was interesting to me because, like, so to me, game di- it's a it's very similar to like when you watch the Oscars and it's like best picture and there's best director. These the nominee lists are typically the same movies that are you know best picture and best director. So it's like, oh, you you were you were the best director. The movie wasn't the best, but like you, you did your best. You did your best guy, <laughs> you did better than the guy who directed the best movie. It just seems so weird to me, because when you look at the nominee list for game direction and game of the year, um, uh, the two that were swapped, uh, it was wasn't it? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it uh, Metroid Dread and uh, Metroid? Was it, was it really? Metroid Dread won best. It was an action adventure game, I think. Yeah. Right, but but it was up for game of the year. Yeah, I but think it was like in it there. Was... Oh, was it? Okay, yeah, because it it was weird because they were uh they were swapped in like two categories, and I just I just thought it was interesting. I, I I've heard a lot about it takes two. I uh, have not played it yet. I was I was interested to see that that took the family spot. I, yeah, I love that it because it's a family two game. player game. And then. The guy, the only guy that was swearing on Mike was the guy who won Best Family Game. <laughs> and this is a game about divorce. Yeah, yeah, and, and the thing is, like, I, you know, I tend to think of family like when the kids are like, "Oh, let's play a game together with the family," and then they're like, "Okay, like, let's play, you know, like Mario Kart." Okay, that makes sense because four people can play this together. I, I just tend to think of family as something like that. Now, it's not always the case because something like Luigi's Mansion Three. It's just, you know, two people, but like, you know, everyone kind of sitting together and like, oh, go over there, go do this. But yeah, I thought it was interesting for a game with that theme that only plays two people to be like, hey, yeah, grab the kids. Sort of sizes, Bill. I guess that is true, well, including uh, two people. I, <laughs> like all the other nominees that were like Nintendo, it was like Mario Party, WarioWare. Pokemon I mean, yeah. yeah, it was all Nintendo, so... 
and I, yeah, I, I don't have any say, good, bad, or otherwise, about it takes two. I've never played it, but um, if I think personally, family games, I mean, I'm gonna go get a Nintendo four player title. <laughs> That's just me. Yeah. And and it ended up taking um uh, uh the goatee, right? Yeah. So so game of the year. So so it takes two ends up beating out Deathloop, which I feel like got crazy good press it like did. right when it came out people were like this is insanely unexpectedly good very similar to guardians of the galaxy where like yeah. no i don't think anyone was expecting it to be like bananas and people were like no it gets bananas it's that good and both Deathloop and guardians another like little side fact were both like could be had for like 20 bucks like within a month of release which is insane for games that were this well received so yeah it beats out death loop metroid dread psychonauts 2 which i did think was the dark horse um psychonauts 2 when it first came out i remember seeing a handful of people that were like like legit no joke this is a game of the year contender and i was like oh awesome I, it's it's on my to play list so that's yeah. that's good to see um ratchet and clank uh rift apart which i've heard nothing but glowing things about from the several people that i know who've played it um i know uh, uh kelsey had talked about it before playing with your uh, daughter right yep yeah we played um yep and uh um so resident evil village as well so yeah i mean it's and that's the thing that's tough about it is because I, I i'm sorry to keep comparing to the oscars but like when the nominees come out these are things that you can watch within a couple of hours and kind of you know like get a feel for you don't always have 30 40 50 60 hours depending on game length to you know play every game that's on the nominee list so a lot of it comes down to you look at it and it's like would this even be something i'd be interested in yes okay and then you know you find somewhere to put it on your schedule so it's tough um and, and i meant to mention earlier how the votes are, are tallied so because there is a vote that you can do on their website which you know makes me think like oh my vote counts and then i looked up that uh oh it's actually the voting is done by a, a jury panel of about 96 media outlets and that comprises 90 percent of the uh, uh of the vote and then the the, the other 10 percent is a public vote um so you, it's probably more like a 0% vote, but they just do it, you know, for fun. Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, so um, It Takes Two, um, I believe Sean has mentioned before that he's playing it with his wife. And I think the last thing I heard him say about it was it's taken a little bit longer than they expected, but that's okay because they're having a good time with it. Um, but it's just one of those kind of bittersweet things with me where I'm like, because when you've played the game of the year and you're like, I know this deserves, I really want it to win. And then it does. You, you feel like, you know, validated, vindicated, whatever. But when it takes two wins, it's like, oh, yeah, I guess I should play that eventually. You know, so, so are, are you guys more interested in the game once you see it wins or does it not matter to you? I was already interested in it just because I, mm. I heard good buzz and co-op games are hard to find. I, I, I like co-op games with my daughter. I don't know if I want to play a co-op game about divorce with my daughter, so I mm. kind of want to vet it first. Uh, but, like, I, I did play Ratchet and & Clank and Resident Evil Village this year. I am just flabbergasted that they're on a Game of the Year list. Like, they're fine mm. games, but, mm. man, Returnal, so much more interesting mm. than either of these. And, and like, just... The storytelling in it was beautiful and the gameplay was like mm. tied into the storytelling in a really cool way and i couldn't believe that it got snubbed for those two in particular like yeah. it just blows my mind do you think sometimes it has to do with uh like when someone's making a list and it's like okay 
if it's kind of like best overall, they're like, we kind of have to have like something from like all different genres. So they're like, well, we got to have a platformer in here. So they throw Ratchet in there or what do you think? That, that's the only thing I can think of is they just were yeah. trying to represent a bunch of different genres, but I don't know. It's really weird to me. Yeah. And, and like, so, so there's cri- like no yeah. indies oh, on there. And those, like when you look at the outlets, best games yep. of the years, like their top five are typically indie games. They're not any yep. of these ones. So, so, so uh, uh, earlier on when you said that, uh, you know, top 10 is not enough for your NES list and then top 30, you know, might have been possible. And then you ended up doing 50. I didn't, I didn't say it at the time, but the Polygon uh, game of the year list is the Polygon 50 yeah, best games of the year. That, yeah. And it's a one through 50 list. And they're like, here's the list the next, over the next few weeks, we'll kind of give essays and like explanations on each one. But yeah, where, for, I where's mean, inscription and poly- on, on any of these? And yep. Where's death's door? And like, yeah. Yep. So, so, and Polygon, to be fair, is traditionally very, like, uh, 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 indie, uh, you know, loving um, for, on their Game of the Year list. Like, Bastion was their Game of the Year the year it came out. Um, Outer Wilds uh, was Game of the Year one year. See, uh, Outer Super Wilds Hexagon. is, like, a great example. Like, I played that, mm. and I, it didn't click with me, but, like, I saw how interesting and cool the design was in the world and the storytelling like i get why that would show up on the game of the year list even though it's not a game that i personally loved yeah and but it's but to your point like so polygon in the top 10 is inscription uh chicory uh you know like uh uh uh, wildermyth um unsighted you know is number 10 so it's like it really does kind of seem like a little bit like the the popularity contest until you get to the categories that are like oh best indie best debut indie you know like kind of like some of the little guys um so so chris not to get too far away you were shaking your head when i said you know do the awards affect you know your you know your plans on what you might play or not i've and we've talked about before is like you kind of get to an age and you're like i kind of know what i like and what i'm gonna like but um so if something is kind of like already on your you know to playlist does does seeing it kind of get nominated or get some awards is it like okay well i was interested in it before now I'm going to bump it up a little bit, or is it still like you're totally your own uh, man when you decide what you're going to play? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I sometimes I feel like if I played something and I enjoyed it and it gets an award, I'm like, yeah, cool. I th- I agree, right? That's yep. It yep. deserved to get an award. It was really good. But do I care if the games I like to get an award? Mm, no. And if yeah. in a game that I don't doesn't interest me at all, like here, like it takes two being game of the year. Will I ever play it? Takes two? No. I don't, it doesn't look interesting to me at all. And if other people like it, that's cool. You know, I'm glad you enjoyed it. But uh, like I say, yeah, I kind of just know what my things are. I've been around the block enough times. And I'd say that I'm not occasionally surprised. Sometimes I am, but. um, I always always challenge you with that. I only have so many hours in the day, you know? 100%. I remember remember challenging you with, like, "Don't, don't you think there's a chance you'll ever be surprised again? And you're like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it could happen. But I know it's not going to happen with Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. There's yeah. <laughs> there's certain things like okay, like Kelsey said, I'm going to play Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxies, and looking at it, I'm like, oh, you know, I might get into this. I, I'm sure I'll play through it, right? But am I going to go, man, game of the year? No. Yeah. I, I can tell you right by playing the ha- much I have. No. Am I going to enjoy it enough and talk to him about it and have fun because of right. that? Yes. And so we can yeah. chat about it and have a good time. Yeah. I'll enjoy that part of it. Um, yep. but you know, I, I if, do feel, if, yeah. if he's saying I'm playing, I don't know, like those four indie games you just rattle off, never heard of any of them. And, yeah. and 
if you guys are like, I'm going to play Insecure or whatever the heck you just said, <laughs> I'm going to be like, you guys have fun. Yeah. So I, I, I do feel really good for the developers uh, when a win happens. You know, like it, it doesn't really change, like, because there will be things that are like, I, I don't, I don't, you know, get on the news sites as much as, you know, I used to. So a lot of what I hear, because, you know, a lot of times, like, you'll get like an email you know, like, or like do a marketing thing. And they're like, Oh, like, how'd you hear about us? It used to be, you know, like I seek this info out. I go to these websites, I find out about it. And now very much like one of the options on a recent survey was like, how do you find out about stuff? And one of the options was discord. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's kind because it's when you guys tell me something or someone who's like a Patreon who like, you know, mentions a game they're playing. Um, it really is less, just me going out and finding it or being shown uh, what's available or like listening to playcast and like, what are they playing? Like, what did they like? So it's more word of mouth than it's ever been for me. And like, um, just like earlier when you were talking, you were talking about some other game or, and then you were talking about the PlayStation five. So, you know, if you get the PlayStation plus, you have all those older games. Like I can't remember if you ever yep. played through the God of war game. Yep. And so like that one is like, okay, uh, again, I would never have played through that except, you know, I got word of mouth here, right? Mm -hmm. uh, oh, hey, this is a lot of action. I think you'd have fun with it. Okay. You know, yeah. Um, and because and, and normally it's like reviews. So it's like, you know, if uh, if someone's like, oh, hey, like, uh, uh, did you see, you know, like Deathloop, like, you know, got a nine, you know, from these guys or got a nine five here. So it's like there is some kind of like attachment we have to like something getting recognition. And it's one of these things that, like, if if someone just showed me gameplay footage from Deathloop or like the the poster or the front of the the you know the game, like, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, it just looks like another generic shooter. And so for me, when the reviews come out or like when and Twitter is another big one, if like the feed is just blowing up with people, like this game is unbelievable. That's really kind of what says to me, oh, well, maybe this should be on my radar type deal. And the, and the, the awards, I think, are just kind of part of like what reinforces that for me. So I actually do uh, tend to build uh, like I don't I don't go, you know, every single winner must be played. But like when I'm kind of like creating my playlist for next year, I'm absolutely looking at a bunch of the stuff that was nominated and, and some of the winners from from this year. It's like, I don't know, like next year, I pretty much know what I'm going to be playing at least for the first half of the, because there's Elden Ring. It's going to win, it's going to win most anticipated game well, next maybe, year. But, <laughs> and there's also that Final Fantasy Origins game. So like, I've got right. two huge games that are hitting about the same time that I know I yeah. will sink a ton of hours into. So like, right. those are the kind of games I play though, right? I don't need 15 yeah. on a list, you know, mm -hmm. three or four great games could carry me up for a whole year. That's true. He'll be doing nice. strength faith builds on Elden Ring next I Christmas. <laughs> I will probably yeah. Well, I mean, look, you know, Dark Souls Three is a 2016 game, and I'm still enjoying it and getting lots of time out of it. So I, I don't care. That's not the latest and greatest thing. Awesome. It's just the greatest, so our, not the latest. It's a yeah. lot of fun for me. All right. So uh, so we've talked about a bunch of things that we thought were notable. Now we're going to go to some things that were not so notable. So I'd like to uh, talk about a couple of snubs. Um, so if there's anything that you thought was snubbed either for a uh, nomination or a win, um, I guess we could just kick it off with Kelsey because he's already mentioned Returnal. So we'll let him uh, play that song just a little bit longer. That's actually not my snub, though. Oh, yeah, interesting. I, yeah, I'm, I'm confused by that one. Um, <laughs> here's my snub. And, and hear me out. I'm kind of cheating 
but I will explain it afterwards. So I will edit you right out of this if you cheat. Okay. <laughs> uh, so my snub is best esports game, best family game, best fighting game, best sim strategy game, best VR AR game, and most anticipated game. And here's why. We had a four-hour show, and they spent, and I'm not exaggerating, one literal minute doing all six of those categories. Hey, look, that streamer had to sit for like two seconds and name one them. One minute for six categories. They're, and they didn't even bother like saying the name of the other nominees. They're like, here's a list. Here's the winner. Here's a list. Here's the winner. Here's a list. Here's the winner. Like, for an award show that's yeah. supposed to celebrate a year of games like that is yeah. just so like disrespectful look that influencer needed something to do okay <laughs> so it was keely it wasn't even like they passed no up, they had so that one like, that yeah. one woman right that did some of them yeah that was pre-show stuff yeah no she was in some of the, la- the last ones too okay i don't know what you're talking about then okay but yeah but I, yeah i, I was really disgusted by that by like mm-hmm. i watched you know, six ads in a row that I could not care less about. And then they like just breezed over like half of the awards in one 60 second yeah. section. Like, Oh yeah. And, and even in the, even in the, uh, again, with the Oscar comparison, even in the Oscars, when they do the technical ones, it's like a whole separate award show that they spend, you know, like honoring these people and they still get to accept the prize. And they, you know, they, they talk and everything to their peers and colleagues and contemporaries. It's just not televised or they'll like show a little clip of it. Oh, here's a clip of, you know, the Hans Zimmer accepting, you know, the thing for it. But yeah, for it, yeah, for them to kind of just say like, Oh, and bippity boppity boo one. And coming up next, you can get, three months of playstation plus for you know or or have kojima up on the big screen because because he's kojima i mean he did wasn't yeah. there because of any award or any game that he no. was working on he was just there to talk about benicio de del toro yeah and isn't it weird that like didn't the definitive death stranding edition or the death uh, definitive death. They, they already did that death. for dark siders that was Death Finitive. That's right. It was the Death Finitive. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So. Direct, it was director's cut for Death Stranding, even though oh. he is the director and, and had total control. And the directed game. the game the yeah. first time. Exactly. Yeah. This It's like, uh, uh, so Blade Runner, I understand director's cut because, you know, the studio forces hand and this and that. And then he actually, you know, gets to do the version he wants. But like, yeah, when you're the director of the game and have creative control, it's like, this is the I'd like to put out another product cut. Um, but yeah, I, that that's actually really good. I, I will allow that multiple snub. Um, I really thought we were going to hear more about Returnal, which I have purchased and will be the yeah. game I play after Last Guardian. So we will Beautiful. we will talk about that. I will be... Hope that I'm skilled enough to uh, make it deep into that game. I'm watching Even for that one at the $20 like, level. Bit. Once it hits like 20 bucks, I'm in. That I, I got it for really just over that. It was like it was like twenty seven. It was like thirty with tax. It was like twenty six or twenty seven. So I was like, all right, I'll buy it, you know, because I'll I'll play it after Guardian. We'll so there. it was an early release. They always drop to next to nothing after. Yep. Year. I'm sure yeah. after the beginning of the new year there'll be a GameFly sale, twenty bucks. Yeah. I'm in. Yep. And and spe- and just real quick uh, tangent because that's what I do. Um. So you mentioned you know those early games end up dropping. So you know how you were saying, uh, Kelsey, that uh, you're like 
playing Astro's Playroom and like you're still finding references yeah. that like you missed before. So you've probably seen this one because I just probably didn't pay attention to it. But the uh, the artifact of the PlayStation 2 disc, um, when you find, you know, like, oh, it's a PS2 disc and like, you know, flips over and it's blue. Yeah. Did do you recognize the reference on the front of that disc? Do you remember? I don't know if I remember that. So, so, cause, cause Astro is a robot, right? Yeah. So it says on the disc, bot, B-O-T, yeah. but it's in the, the font writing, right? of Ico. Okay. Yeah. And like, it's like the bot, like, you know, with his hand holding yes. like another person on the front of there. And I was like, not only is that just an amazing like throwback, but like, it was the first PS2 game that I remember having in the store oh. at Babbage's. We had it in the store before the system got there. <laughs> Everybody was like, huh, we got the games. This is what they look like. <laughs> the hardware wasn't there. So I, it's just so cool when those references just kind of keep on coming. Yeah. They, yeah, they don't stop. Yep. So, uh, all right. So we got uh, Kelsey's mega snub. Uh, so, uh, Chris, may I, I, I see your list here and I've, I've, I, I think one of these is very interesting. So tell, tell me about your, your snub list here. All right. So first off, best RPG. How could you not at least have Bravely Default 2 in the list? I mean, I wouldn't expect it to win. But when there's like Cyberpunk, the the game that everybody trashed for an entire year, they trashed the things. It was yeah, a mess. They're idiots. It's a good game. It's very good. It's my I'm best just telling RPG you, like, again, go back to the criteria that Bill said that this was based on, like media, people, and all that. And they spent a whole year trashing this game. That's true. While Bravely Default 2, not a huge hit, got pretty good reviews. And guess which one was in the list, right? So let, let me just give you the nominees real quick, just so everyone can hear sure, them. So there's know. Cyberpunk 2077, Whew. Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus, yeah. Bandai Namco, Shin Megami Tensei V, nice. which I've heard is a thing, uh, Atlas and Sega. Um, and the winner, uh, which I'm not familiar with, another Bandai Namco, Tales of Arise. Yeah, yeah that one's getting pretty good press, too. Yeah, and I wouldn't argue with any of those except Cyberpunk. And the only reason I would mm. argue with it because... Again, like the media people have been doing nothing but chewing this to pieces and then to get picked for like best RPG by that same media group. I'm just I'm scratching my head. Do you know, like imagine somebody imagine somebody in like a time capsule who like like was, you know, experienced E3 and all of the hype around the game and then like went to sleep for a year and. And then and then woke up and was like, what happened? And you're like, oh, dude, Cyberpunk won most anticipated like of E3, like from like a billion people. And then it won best RPG at the Game Awards. It would have been like, oh, they would think, yeah. oh, there's nothing wrong. Right. Everything is fine. It's, there's it was no wonderful. Everyone loved it. No issues here. And, and I got to tell you, like, I know I've said this before, like on games that some people like they'll come out and like the universe is like, this is a buggy, awful piece of garbage. I've had good luck with a lot of those where I'm like, oh, like I didn't have the buggy, awful garbage. And granted, the PC version was in a lot better shape than the console versions were. Um, but it has gone the other way with me where uh, Fallout New Vegas, which we famously talked about. I'm an enormous fan of three. You're a much bigger fan of New Vegas. I was so hyped for New Vegas. I hit every possible bug that you could, and it took me right out of the game, and I never finished it. So I definitely see you know, the impact of like, 
of the a buggy game uh, can have on your perception of it. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm very surprised that the nomination went through. What I've played of it, I've really liked. And I think I told you guys a while back, I kind of made the decision, okay, there's so many patches and updates coming, and it's been so long since I started it. I'm going to start this game again, and I'm going to play it all the way through. Yeah. Um, because I did really, really enjoy what I played of it. While we're talking about Cyberpunk, can I really quick... I meant to talk about this last week, and I didn't. Yeah. Uh, but the Tim Rogers review of Cyberpunk 2077... Yes, the one you sent me. It's so interesting. If you're... Like, even if you're not interested in Cyberpunk, but you just want to see, like, a, a interesting new take on how to do a review, he's got 10 hours of footage... And the first hour is like explaining how the review works. And then it's like a, it's supposed to mimic the cyberpunk experience where you pick two sections of this review to, to watch. And then you skip to the last part. And like, that's your version of the review. So he's got like six different blocks and you pick the two that you are most interested in and then move on to the end. And so it can take you anywhere from like four to six hours, depending on the ones you pick to, to watch a review about one game. But it was so cool because he goes so in depth on the thing that you were most interested in knowing about, which I like was fascinating. I watched way too much of that review and loved every second of it. <laughs> I can't believe it wasn't up for best review at uh, the Keeleys. <laughs> what a one! What a one! Uh, so, so when you that, when you should have won best indie game, like because it, <laughs> it yeah, ooh, yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was a uh, uh, innovation uh, best debut indie, maybe. But yeah, it's when you, so I forget what channel, you know, social media channel you shared that on, but I like, I started watching it at work and then I saw that it was like 45 or an hour long. And I was like, oh, I didn't know it was an hour long. Like I'll watch more later. And you were like, that's just the first part. (laughs) There's much, much more. And I was like, I don't know if I could watch this guy playing a character for that long. And you were like, this is only the beginning. Yeah. It like, it goes super deep. It's like a different persona for whichever section you're picking that he leans hard into and like, Yeah. yeah. And they're very because fun too. It, they're not like deadly yeah. serious. Like he plays around with it, Be, and he's yep. obviously passionate about everything to do with cyberpunk. Like just not yep. just that game, but like everything. Well, it, I feel uh, he, I'm starting to feel like my yeah. snub pick is getting snubbed. So um... <laughs> we we love having you here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the turn on the music, get him off the stage. Yeah, you guys need a bill. You know, like. Play, play the orchestra like get him to stop <laughs> oh so good and uh, uh what's really good so he starts off too like where he talks about like you know where cyberpunk comes from and like like the, the tabletop game and everything and then he it, it gets a little bit in the territory that i don't like like you ever go online looking for a recipe and it's like the first line in the recipe you're looking for is like okay you know start with two cups of flour and one cup of this but the first line in the recipe is when i was five years old Nope. Nope. I like, I, I don't want a blog article. I just want the recipe. So he gets into like, Oh, when I was, you know, seven and I was starting to, you know, save up money for like the first game that I wanted to get. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if this is my style. And Kelsey's like, no, like stay with it. Stay with well, it. He goes somewhere yeah, with it. But I can totally see your side too. Like this review is not for everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> I would just say, or soup, you, soup, yeah. you could spend six hours playing bravely default too, which was a great game. Uh, yes. game, uh, and you might enjoy yourself more than a, a video about a game <laughs> that's anyway got nominated. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, bravely default. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, uh, I remember when uh, that was coming out, and you were 
all on board that. And then I was glad when it came out that it was actually kind of like lived up to what you were hoping because uh, it's it's just the best when you're looking forward to it and it actually, you know, kind of like lands because it doesn't always happen. So it's awesome that Bravely kind of hit that way for you. Yeah. Gosh, that just makes me think that tri- pro- triangle strategy hits yeah, like next spring triangle. too. Next spring is going to just fill my whole year. I thought that's what you were going to say when you were like, oh, I got two games next year. I was like, oh, here comes triangle. No, so then I, when you I, didn't I say it, I, I was – I got so when you didn't say it, I was like, "Ooh, did it get pushed?" No, so, I forgot. So my yeah. my spring is going to fill up my whole year. Okay, um, best ongoing game. Okay, uh, I I honestly feel like Street Fighter Five should be in there, and I'm going to explain why. Was it not even nominated? No, it was not oh, even wow. nominated. Uh, and Street Fighter Five has continued to get updates they do seasons they add characters every yeah. season they really have spent a lot of time um, tweaking it um, building new features and really filling the game out and, and making it um, really good they've spent a lot of time in trouble and it's it's now in its fifth going on sixth year since release which is pretty huge i mm-hmm. in the fighting game world that just That's does not happen that does not happen. Yeah. I mean, you'll see a game like a Mortal Kombat. It's hot for like a year, and then it's done. Yeah. Uh, or a Tekken. It gets a good year or so, and then pretty much falls off a cliff. And for a game like Street Fighter to hold its audience and continue to be have that gravitas that it does in the fighting mm-hmm. game world for five to six years on the same platform, I think next year is probably when we'll finally get to street fighter six or see more of it but i to me that's amazing in that genre to be able to go that long is crazy huge so that's why i think i would put that in there because it's almost like an unheard of thing in that genre yeah because yeah i I, and that's the one that i saw on your list that i was going to call out as super interesting because i would have thought that one of the things you might have said was street fighter 5 for best fighting game no. Because it wasn't in that category either. Um, but yeah, ongoing makes a lot of sense for the amount of support that they've poured into it for the amount of time that they've had. And that's what when it kind of gets tricky because it's a yearly award show, but you kind of have to take into account how long they've been doing this, right? Well, that's why I wouldn't give Street Fighter V the best fighting game award because I would give it to something like they did. Like, uh, I think they gave Guilty it to Gear, Guilty Gear Guilty Strive. Guilty Gear Strive, yeah. Right? Or, and, and I could understand, like, Melty Blood and why some of these other ones were uh, nominated because they came out this year, and Guilty Gear Strive has um, been pretty big, right? It's got a lot of attention. Melty Blood has got a lot of attention in the fighting game scene. I don't know if they have the legs of a Street Fighter to last because usually those Blaze Blue... Guilty Gear kind of yeah, things. Yeah, they've never don't. really stuck around for too long. No, they usually get a good year or two, and then it's they need to churn another one out because it's not doesn't have the legs. But Street Fighter just has that staying power and support um, to really go the distance. I mean, they had already planned, you know, that they weren't going to have another season um, because they were going to work on the new game. But then COVID came along, and like everything, threw it all into a. So they, they planned a whole other season out, which they just wrapped up with the last character to drop. And they're using this last character, Luke, to kind of be a bridge into what's coming with Street Fighter Six, and kind of foreshadow some of that in the direction they're going. So, Like story-wise, like like bridging and foreshadowing, or like fighting style-wise? Yeah, both. 
So okay. it's meant to kind of be a stair step and like this is kind of where we're thinking about going um with the franchise um because obviously gotcha. now there's like like 46 characters or something now in street fighter 5 and and a lot of systems that weren't there in the beginning so obviously every time there's a new one comes out that's a big thing right you have to smart with the small roster again um because you guys you can imagine with 40 something characters it's really you hard to, to balance. balance that yeah yeah but as marvel capcom 2 very fun game not a balanced game right. it's just a fun game to play right and i think it's a testament to how well they've done with this game long term that this is probably with 46 characters or whatever the most balanced the game has ever been because you look at oh. the capcom cup like all the little you know um people that have slotted in there is such a huge character diversity mm. uh, of people that have won that you go like yeah right. this is it's not like oh you know, the top 10 people are all playing this one character. That's just yeah. not the way it is at all. Yeah. So that tells and and I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not nearly as deep in the fighting game uh, community and history as you are, but I do remember back in the Tekken 3 days, um, I wasn't a pro or anything. I just liked playing Tekken 3, and I would just kind of look up, like, oh, like, you know, who's winning the tournaments? And it was, like, all the same few people, but then there'd be, like, the one or two outliers, like, oh, this guy's crazy with, you know, King or Yoshimitsu or something. But, yeah, it was, like, okay, Soul Calibur, same thing there's your winner you know like the champions are doing the, or you know these two or three guys and so street fighters had it, a few you, seasons like that like where kami was crazy or akuma was crazy but this year i mean they've done a really good job of kind of where now you've got i mean just characters were like really i would never thought somebody could take a tourney yeah. with that character but absolutely like yeah. fong is a character there but i mean you guys probably don't even know who fong is but it was a launch character, and oh. it's like one that everybody was like... the guy with the purple robes, right? Yeah, but everybody's like, this yeah. this character sucks, he's weird, nobody likes him, like, oh, this is... But, like, have been a couple big blow-up wins with that character this year, where everybody would have been like, that's not a strong... That's like a, you know, like a C-tier, D-tier character, mm -hmm. but they've done a good job. So, again, I just think yeah. they've done a great job with it. Obviously, I'm a little closer with that game, but um, it's just something yeah. you don't hear of in that space. I, I forgot like Apex Legends even existed. I have not heard about that game in two years. So, when I saw that on the list, I was right. like, what? Like, and, so, like so, did so, Destiny yeah, 2 so, get nominated? Which one? So Destiny Two, yeah. So we'll we'll get to we'll get okay. to my snubs, okay. but just just real quick to um to uh uh so to Kelsey's point, it it really is like the circles you're in, right? Because like. Yeah. You know, you'll you'll mention something, and like people are like, same thing. Like I haven't heard anyone mention that game, and and people still like. And when, because, you know, if you guys didn't know me, you wouldn't know anyone who played Destiny, right? But like, there's millions of people that still play this game. I, and same thing, like I didn't know anyone who played Final Fantasy 14, and then like it blew up, and I mentioned it, you know, and people are like, oh yeah, like there's it's I, yeah, like I wasn't surprised at all. Fantasy Final Fantasy 14 took it. I try to keep an ear to what's going on like i don't play fortnite i don't play final fantasy i don't play street fighter mm. i still hear about all these things and updates and with people yeah. are happy with them or not but yeah apex like i heard about it the year it came out and it's just been like ghost town for me since then yeah so so apex was like like fire like minute mm. it came out everyone left what they were doing to play it and then like it settled and everyone kind of like went back to like their battlefields or their call of duties or their whatever and like it's one of those things that like like I forget Smash exists until you know there's a Nintendo Direct or a Treehouse or like whatever they do it where it's like oh a new fighter and it's like oh yeah Smash is a thing and it's just but it's like something that like will kind of pop on my radar 
I'm with you in that I really don't see Apex chatter. And I don't know if it's because I just don't have any people in my Twitter feed or discords or anything, but it's one of those things that like, uh, like when destiny news hits, I'll see it on Polygon or, you know, like whatever sites I frequent. And it's just cause they decide to cover it like Apex. I'm kind of with you. Like I didn't know it was like still a thing. And then, like, I'll just kind of see it mentioned here and there. So I don't know, you know, if that's just, like, a anecdotal or a perceptional thing. But, yeah, sometimes, like, this is one of those things, like, seen on a nomination list where it's like, oh, it's still a thing. And a panel of 96 people <laughs> thought it was, you know, worth that mentioning. Street Fighter, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so real quick, we'll do my snubs. Um, I had a few written down here, and I kept them secret. Uh, not that it's really a big secret. Um, so since Kelsey didn't mention it, I will mention uh, Returnal for Game of the Year. Come on, how do you not put it up I there? I need to have my back. I, I didn't need to put it on my list. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't played it yet, but of course, I, it needs to be on this <laughs> list because I trust my friend. Um, so, uh, uh, so, and I did, but I did write on here. We've already mentioned that Returnal did win Best Action Game, which was a uh, 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 very, very nice to see for my friend. Um, so, you know, I'm going to mention Destiny 2 for best ongoing game. Um, and uh, to Chris's point with Street Fighter V, they've been going on for, you know, five, six years strong. When you look at Destiny uh, from Destiny 1, the first release in 2014, so we're talking about seven years of supporting this game, they've gone through different iterations where it's like, okay, major release, you know, a year goes by, $30, $40 expansion pack, a year goes by major release you know and now they, they've kind of now that they're away from activision it's just one game and it's like all right here's like a 40 dollar upgrade every year and then 10 dollar seasons if you want to kind of chase some of the you know seasonal like aspirational battle pass type items but we're still talking about you know a company that's supporting the same game essentially for you know going on seven years now and uh, earlier this year uh when they kind of like started talking about you know we have to make the decision. The game is kind of ballooning to the size where we're like, we either need to decide, okay, like we're going to move forward and, you know, make Destiny 3, which means you have to take resources away from Destiny 2 until that's ready. Or we say, we're just going to keep going with this thing. So they decided, we're just going to keep going with this. And in order to do that, we have to take some locations and some data out of the game just so we don't have like a 900, you know, gigabyte install because we have consoles to think about. But they've also doubled down and they were like, also, here's the next three years of content. Here's the major release for 2022, 23, 24. And that got pushed, you know, because of COVID. So by a few months, but just seeing, you know, I can't remember the last time that a company was like, not just like, okay, here's the thing coming out in a few months. Here's the thing coming out one, two, three years from now. So like, you know, okay. I don't need to worry about, you know, is this even going to be a thing for that long? Like they told us it's, it's going to go for that long. So, um, they did, uh, so they were not nominated for ongoing game. They were nominated for, um, community support, um, which, uh, is, is very nice to see, um, which final fantasy 14 actually, uh, won, um, as well as, you know, being well-deserved. Like I, it's, I'm not in the PC MMO community, but, every person that i've talked to who is kind of like i have like my people that i know who play wow and they've all like they pretty much all play final fantasy 14 and then they'll play wow when an expansion comes out for like a month or two and then they'll go back to final fantasy 14 and that's their comfort food like they you know they they feel good with that um so uh and then my my final snub that i just want to mention 
is uh, the the non call out uh, by Keeley of the Activision Blizzard uh, situation. Um, so I feel like the people of the marginalized people of Activision Blizzard were snubbed with this really, uh, you know, toothless, um, you know, very vague, very, you know, very much, you know, everyone has to do good. We all have to do better. People need a safe space. It was all just very, very toothless and vague and nothing called out by name. No one called out by name. And at a time where you could really be an example, uh, you know, it was it was just, you know, sad to see it because you we've expected a resolution on the Activision Blizzard uh, situation for a little while now. Hasn't happened. Oh, just today um, I read an article that they're trying to union bus now while their staff's trying to unionize. Yep. Like, it's not getting yep. better. Yep. That, that, uh, I, I don't know if I saw that article today or yesterday, but it's like the guy they brought in um sent an email to employees yeah. that was like that was like oh like you know like not telling them not just like oh just just be aware you know when you sign your rights away to these people that's you're giving up your rights you know like think about that long and hard and it's like the whoever uh you know did the the did the story that i read was like it it just it's it stinks of desperation and if 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 they don't think that it does like they don't understand like how it's reading but man it's uh you know it, it got so much traction so quickly and then you start seeing you know like like you know the the board's not going to vote you know to keep uh you know the people if 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 codec's still going to be there and i feel like it's just kind of died down and then it's it's just a shame and uh so yeah that like to me that was the biggest i know it's not really a snub but that's like the disappointment of the night yeah. for me i guess yeah. he should just shut up about it period like if you're not really mm. going to if you're not going to make do anything it. out of it. Just shut up and be the corporate stooge you are, and be yeah. done with it. You know, I, yeah. It's it's to me like I, I know, and I know sometimes there are good people that mean well, but whenever I hear oh our thoughts and prayers are with you, it's like mm, it's it it, it's, it it doesn't it's hollow. It doesn't. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, so yeah. We don't have to dwell on it too much, but I definitely wanted to mention it because I was really hoping for more than what we got, and it was it was upsetting to see it done the way it was done. So yeah, so uh, bringing it uh, a little bit out of the uh, you know upsetting part of uh, uh, the night. So now let's have a little bit of fun. <laughs> and uh, Chris, can you tell us what your <laughs> stupidest award of the night? <laughs> okay, well there's quite a few to choose from. <laughs> gotta be honest but this my nomination for the stupidest keely award is <laughs> best esports coach i'm like really i mean isn't this a show of, it's called the game awards right yeah. and i don't get me wrong i i the esports teams and that's I get that's fine. These are people who are out there. They're playing games, right? They're gamers and they make a living at it, right? Mm. Esports coach? I mean, I guess yeah. that's a thing, but do we need an award for that? I mean, yeah. there's so many other cool things you could create an award for, right? Like, oh, you know, the best art designer or you know, whatever, right? But no, yeah, best esports coach. And then there was a winner. Like, does anybody know who these people are? I, I don't. I, whatever. I, you know, 
it, that one just really confused the crap out of me. So that's my nomination for the stupidest award. All right, Kelsey. Are we getting stupid up north? Uh, I'm going to bring it back down again. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> okay. So my stupidest award of the night was content creator of the year going to Dream. And I will explain. I don't. Do either of you know who Dream is? No. I do not. So I do because of my son. Uh, Dream is mm. a Minecraft speedrunner. A very okay. successful, very famous one. He has spent the last year embroiled in like cheating scandals and toxic communities attacking other people very very publicly and this is the the guy they want to give a trophy to i've had so many conversations with my son over the last year about like this is this is not someone to look up to like i I get he's popular i get your friends like him like i i don't want you to be like this person and then they're like hey he needs a trophy like this is a this is our best content creator in the whole world this year. And I, mm. I, I can't wrap my head around it. It's like what you were just talking about with, with the Activision Blizzard stuff. Like it's so backwards to what he said, when he opened the show, like he, mm. he's just, just doing lip service there. And then when it actually comes to like doing something meaningful with your award show, like just failing miserably. Wow. I'm, I have no idea. Really frustrated by yeah. it. Yeah. I, yeah, I did not know the backstory there. And I, I looked at the list of content creators because I was kind of, you know, thinking, I know a handful of the people in the Destiny community, but I don't think Destiny is like, you know, towards the top of the, you know, the, the top viewed games out there to, to get that much attention. So I figured it would have been like like a Fortnite, you know, like or, or a Minecraft type thing. But yeah, I wasn't familiar with any of these guys and definitely not the, you know, the background, kind of what's going on in, in the dream, uh, you know, part of the world. Yeah. So I can't speak to the other nominees. Maybe they were worse somehow, but well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. this just like, I didn't know the name. I knew the face of one, like yeah. they show like the faces in the background and I knew the yeah. face because it shows up on all the YouTube thumbnails all the time. Well, like Eden has watched some of this woman's videos. I, I don't mm-hmm. know what her name is, but you know, it's, it was one uh, of the people. Fu- is it is it Fussly or Fusely? There's there's one female in the uh, in the list of nominees. Oh, that must have been it then. I don't know her yep. name, but there, she was a woman. <laughs> yep. And I mean, it's I mean, it's kind of I mean, it's just filler garbage. I mean, she's fine right. at it, but it's nothing it's, nothing offensive or bad. It's just like it's just just fluff. Yeah, it's just fluff you watch yeah. on YouTube, and she watches it, and I don't find anything that I'm like you have to turn this off. I mean, she's not cursing yep. or doing anything terrible. It's just kind of like mindless stuff. And it's, yep. you know, like phone games or, you know, okay. whatever. And so, I mean, that's the only one I, I had any inkling yep. on. Uh, hadn't heard of any of that. Ooh, is that a little Star Trek reference there? <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, uh, we have outlawed commentary and uh, <laughs> on youtube um because you know we kind of catch the kids watching stuff and the same thing no swearing or cursing or anything just behavior that we would not encourage in our boys and you know and it's just you know i have nothing against the the people that are creating the content but you know these random things that they're doing because you know kids respond to it or young people or whoever the the, the audiences respond to it but it drives me insane. And if I was in the same room with one of these people, like I would leave, right? So it's the kind of thing where like, if I'll just kind of walk in and they're playing Minecraft and like, they never stop talking. Or if like, the, just the constant screaming 
you know, just like, you know, or they, they fall off a cliff. Oh my God. Like I, it's, I don't like guys you like, so they know if they're going to go on YouTube or something, they have to do like Minecraft, no commentary. You can watch gameplay. That's totally fine. There is no one doing commentary on that you have watched that I would want you listening to or acting like. So we don't have any content creators with voices in our house right now. Okay. That could change. You know, it's if we find someone who's who's good, but everyone they've watched so far is just screaming all the time. There are a lot of yelling. And yeah. We do. And... I will come in and go. Nope. That one's done. Yeah. We're done with that one. Or if I hear a curse word pop out, nope, we're not watching that person yeah. ever again. <laughs> and you know what's crazy is like I feel like on every other thing, like you know, like Facebook block, uh, you know, like you get a text message from someone you don't know, block this caller, right? I have yet to find an, I've yet to find an easy way if like I grab the switch that they're on because it's it, you know we'll have it logged in under like whatever account to grab the switch and be like never again and like block, you know even like TikTok. If you're just like browsing through, like, you know, if you don't like something, you can block that person or you could, or, or if you just swipe away from it, I, it knows you don't like stuff like that. I know like I've that. clicked on videos of, of people that keep showing up my feed and going like not interested. Yep. And they have shown up again a few weeks they later. Pay. Like, yeah. It doesn't block though. Yeah. They pay. Yeah. yeah. So I, and, and we've, you know, we've sent things to, uh, cause on the computer, like if, if you dig for it deep enough, you can figure out how to block, you know, like someone on a computer, but like we're on the TV. So I'm like. I'm like email and Vizio, like guys, like how do I like within the YouTube app on your TV? Like how do I like if I find a channel that I don't want the kids watching? How do I say like never again? And they're uh, like, we don't know. Like no one's figured that out yet. So yeah, not not to bring it, to get, you know, uh, bring it down on the content creation, but it's definitely yeah. I have you know, nothing against content creation. It is specifically the guy that won the category mm, I have the issue with. Gotcha. And, and, yeah, and more importantly, he, the people who gave him the award. I think that's yeah. the worst part. Is, so we see a person that doesn't show what he looks like because he's just a stick figure yeah. on the nominee the, list. There's like a big okay. thing like, when's he going to do a face reveal? Like, I'm sure that uh, video will make a billion views kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I just looked at him while you were chatting about him. He had 20 million uh, subs, it looks like. So he's uh, uh, definitely popular. But yeah, that's unfortunate to hear that there's been some stuff going on behind the scenes that there's been no kind of, you know repercussions for or like you know consequences oh, not even for repercussions now it's like i'm getting awarded for behaving like this yeah that's, that's what happened to that ninja guy that everybody liked he's still around i think isn't he uh yeah whatever platform gives him a hundred million he goes and joins them for a year yeah yeah microsoft uh got him on mixer for a little bit and then twitch mixer went away and then he went YouTube back to twitch and, and yeah, yeah. Whoever it's like Dave Chappelle uh, used to say, um, uh, and I've, I've told this joke before on 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 the show, where he said, uh, you know, people, you know, I've done ads for Pepsi and I've done ads for Coke, and people ask me, you know, like which one do you actually like? And he says, honestly, he said Pepsi, because they have paid me more recently. <laughs> so, yeah, no. yeah wh- wherever wherever the money's at, Ninja will go. And I think he's mainly a Fortnite guy, but he plays other stuff too. I just right? He was like the one that was big for a while and. Yeah, he's I definitely still, still popular, yeah. still very popular. Okay. Yep. So um, so yeah, uh, I and the other thing I said it before, I'm not, I don't know a ton of the content creators. Like the ones that I know that are big in Destiny aren't big overall. I don't think, even though they might have you know millions of of subs in the Destiny uh, community. So um uh, 
you guys have kind of mentioned ones that uh, uh, that I would have mentioned uh, for stupidest awards. Um, I, I didn't really consider esports because it's just not a thing in my wheelhouse. But yeah, when you go the extra step and you're like esports coach, <laughs> uh, that, that's that's a good pick. Um, normally, I would say most anticipated game. Nothing to do with Elden Ring. Just the premise of giving an award for making something that people anticipate seems awfully stupid to me. <laughs> you, this trailer that was totally CG and not at all gameplay. That was awesome. I yeah. want that. Let's vote. So, yeah. Just out of curiosity, do you guys remember if Cyberpunk won a most anticipated award? Because that would be funny. They like I don't know if they won the Keeley for it. But like, you know, because every E3, yeah. like none of these well, games are out. Every E3, that's like, that's, you know, like the, you know, best of E3, which is pretty much the most anticipated, you know, award, right? Um, but yes, they, there's definitely been most anticipated awards handed out. I just don't know if they got the Keeley. When it came out, so, I think um, Elden Ring got it. So, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, it's I hate to go with, you know, the, the boring one. But yeah, most anticipated is just a dumb award that I think needs to go away. Um, so that's all I really had for, uh, you know, as far as, uh, you know, we didn't want to just go through the list of nominees and winners. So we just kind of talked about the notables. Um, so I thought we'd move on unless either one of you have anything to add about the winners or nominees or anything else before we talk about some of the announcements and trailers. Uh, Chris, you're shaking your head. Kelsey, one last thing I'd like to, yeah, go for it. When, when they bring people up to accept their awards, like there, there's two that really stuck out to me. Uh, when they, Pulled up the voice actress that did Lady D from Resident Evil Village, like. Uh yeah, Robertson. Yeah, uh, Maggie, I think her name is. Maggie. Yeah. She was really tall. Yeah. She just... is stunning. She is unbelievably stunning, and she like is the yeah, height like of the character that she portrays. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it Lady Demetress? How do you say it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just you could just feel her thankfulness and like her, her passion mm. for it, and like just how much she loved being able to be that character and, and being honored up on a stage. Yeah. For, like love that kind of stuff. And then on the opposite end, when Metroid won action adventure and Doug Bowser went out, he, he was like reading a commercial. It was so disgusting. He's like, He's the devs really wanted me to say that they loved that you enjoyed the action adventure on Nintendo switch. And he kept saying like Nintendo switch. And I'm like, nobody wrote that. Like you obviously right. tweaked whatever somebody did write. If they did write something. Do you know, she's so, the so only here's CEO a, so he, to go up and like take an award. Like all the others, like the teams that made the game. Yeah. 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 So, so here's the thing. You're not wrong. I have had similar complaints in the past about Reggie, but I feel like everybody loves Reggie so much that he gets the Nintendo pass um, but like I had, I had the same thing happen when uh, remember it was a couple of years ago when Reggie was still running it, and they did like the I think it was the Diablo uh, was it Diablo announcement it was I think it was the Diablo announcement, and uh, it was like a little video with like him and like the Activision guy, and they were playing it off and like they like, called it like oh hey Reggie what's going on oh nothing I'm just enjoying Mario Party on my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> And like same thing, like it just those, Reggie those has sounded should not be so much like a commercial awards. Like get the actual yeah. people yeah. that did these things up there. Agree. Not yeah. their bosses. But, yeah. But yeah, great great point about because some of the people that don't get that recognition, like the the person who would be the most appreciative of the recognition should be accepting the award. <laughs> um, like you know, get the art director up there, get the sound designer up there, not the game director, because the thing is. 
they're the ones that get all the credit anyway. They're the one that gets the, you know, if your game gets a nine on Metacritic, they get a, you know, $80,000 bonus and they buy a Tesla. Get the uh, the quality guys, the, you know, like the, the people who like, you know, like, you know, do things that make the game happen. One of my favorite moments from one of the previous Keeleys was um, when the uh, God of War voice actors were up there. Yeah, that's great was so cool uh when you had kratos and boy up there and like he's kind of like not saying anything he's like read it boy it was like <laughs> the room exploded it was amazing and like this year it was all and, and he's been doing this for a long time but like it was all like actors like from movies like it's like get mm. oh people man up here like i don't care yeah. imagine dragons is here get like star lord band from guardians up there like they wrote right legitimate cool music for this game like yeah. Stop that, just or, putting or, your friends or, up or, there. Or, or like, or like, put like you know, or like Mark Mir, you know, like just like a, any gaming person up there. Yes. Yeah. How there painful! Are so many. How painful was that Keanu Reeves, Carrie, and Moss like pre-recorded thing yeah. that we pretended is live talking oh. to those two? And that was Jim really Perry, painful. Uh, like Sting, and, like and I know it, that was from a game-related thing, like kind of tangentially, but like, ugh, what a way to open the show! Like it was such a I was actually looking forward to the Keanu thing because the the moment where Keanu came out at the Cyberpunk uh, uh, 83 was electric. So they were like, oh, Keanu's going to be there. And I'm like, F yeah, Keanu's going to be there. And then it happened. I was like, oh, Keanu wasn't there. And like, I love Simu Liu. Why is he there? Like, he doesn't need to be there. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I get they want to bring big names so people will watch. Uh, I get that, but that you could just tell like uh, this is obviously a pre-recorded bit that you're interviewing them on. I mean, because yeah. you can see like Keely is obviously looking somewhere else other than the screen at a prompter, <laughs> like he's not yeah. even looking at the screen, and then you could tell like they're not responding to anything that he says. It was yeah. just weird. And, and yeah. my only last critique before we move on needed needed more Muppets. Not enough Muppets. This year. <laughs> However many, how many Muppets do we need? The answer is however many Muppets there yes. are, plus one. Yes. Always more Muppets. I love it. All right. So, uh, uh, yeah, do, do better next time. Get get game people and uh, do better, do, Keely. Do game awards, not a three-hour commercial <laughs> for next year. Yeah, we have enough commercials for next year. So, uh, so let's go on to the announcements and trailers. Um, these aren't in any like super particular order. So if uh, you know, we'll we'll just kind of like uh, uh, you know we'll we'll go you know we kind of pop around a little bit and we'll see what kind of stood out to us. Um, I put this one at the top of the list from a buddy Kelsey. Thanks, I figured this is going to be one of the you know if not the top one uh, for him of the show at least like you know in his in his wheelhouse. Yeah. So we got a good look at the Suicide Squad kill the justice league which i don't know if people are calling it kit jill or <laughs> we are now you know. okay <laughs> so suicide squad kit jill next year kit jill and uh uh so i i'll be honest having not any previous knowledge of the suicide squad besides the first film um mm. now having seen the james gunn suicide squad i actually watching this footage was like way more enjoyable for oh, me cool. because of the character development in the James Gunn suicide squad. So yeah, uh, Kelsey, I'll hand this one off to you. How do you, how do you feel about what you're seeing so far from uh, Rocksteady? Like, I was sold just from the uh, concept of it before I even saw a trailer. So I, mm-hmm. then they showed the last two trailers. I really liked, uh, I like I'm in, like I, 
There's four characters yeah. that all look quite varied to play, so I am sure I will sync with at least one of them, hopefully a couple. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it just sounds like fun to, to take down uh, these heroes that all have pretty overwhelming powers. So I'm curious how, how the story is going to play, because I loved the story and all the Batman Rocksteady stuff, so I have, I have high expectations. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like I'm sold. I don't need to see anything else, and I'm, I'm going to get yeah. this game. I'm so glad that the writing appears to be as funny as like anything I've seen from Suicide Squad so far. Like we're because I don't watch Flash on the TV show, um, so I don't know like uh, you know much about like whatever arc they have going on with him right now. Mm-hmm. But with him toying with them, like like like, do you want to just mail me the bullet? <laughs> it's so good. So yeah, I mean, I was on board just because it's rock steady and you know like it's it's right in their wheelhouse. But it definitely because you know Batman obviously is very very dark, both in you know the name of the Dark Knight and just in like the mood and atmosphere of those games. So to have something like uh, Kit uh, Kit Joel that is super super bright. Um, much like the tattoos that will adorn my uh, arm, um, uh, it it very much kind of like it. I mean, it doesn't look like Sunset Overdrive to me, but like when I look at a Sunset Overdrive, it's just like super bright and explosions and lots of bad guys and flying through the air. It kind of gave me that same, you know, and, the hope of that same type of gameplay. And I think you get a good mix because like Superman's not funny, he's serious, and Deadshot's yeah, yeah. pretty serious, but like mm-hmm. Harley's like always wacky, and Captain Boomerang's yep. very silly, and Green Lantern <laughs> can be pretty silly. King and, Shark, like, I mean, come King on, Shark's wild, King Shark, yeah, yeah. Like so, I think the the tone can be all over the place so if you do want the dark gritty stuff i think you're going to get a little bit of that and if you want the goofy nice. silly stuff i think there'll be a lot of that too mm. very cool yeah so i mean it's we we could i mean that that could be i mean if there's one game that we are buying the day it comes out and playing in the discord like that yeah. is a game right. so right. i'm i'm there so yeah so we got suicide squad um uh the next one i had on the list here and then i'll kick it over to uh to chris to see what he's excited about um i i feel like i vaguely was aware of uh um the star wars eclipse game maybe not by name but I like that i knew the that first time they've said it by name yeah but like i knew that like somewhere behind closed doors there was you know david cage working on a star wars thing i just feel like i didn't know that it was called this um so star wars eclipse i i mean i wouldn't call it a gameplay trailer it is a trailer but it's like one of those well, teaser I, trailers you played a quantic dreams game that was probably a gameplay trailer. I, I mean i have but like the, i didn't see any any decisions to to yell jason or <laughs> That, that's you know, my or, favorite uh, memes of buckle. art it's got pictures of uh, Bu- obi-wan just yelling jason in different settings jason <laughs> or like buckle the seatbelt unbuckle the seatbelt wipe down the table unwipe down the table it's a i've i've made it through every david cage game that i've started except for fahrenheit or indigo prophecy depending on you know where you play it but uh, yeah so um i detroit is also uh next on my you know on my sony to playlist uh which will happen but yeah so star wars eclipse i don't it looks like it's um i guess you'd call it high republic era yeah. um or i don't know if you call it high republic or old republic i think they've specifically called it high republic they have said that. Okay. So yeah, because it looked like from the trailer from High, High Republic era where you see very much the same stuff as like uh, we'd expect to see in that era. So that makes sense that they've said that. So that would be like um, what, like right pre-episode one? Yeah, because yeah, so episode one, 
the I mean the Republic's still there, but it's not like in its kind of like glory days. Like yeah. it's it's almost like Bioshock, like Infinite. It's like right before it kind of falls down. Whereas like in Rapture, it's already kind of done. So yeah, it would be pretty much um uh uh pre yeah pre one yeah because i was gonna say clone wars or but that's that's, that's after post that's post two that's after yeah that's post yep so yeah so definitely cool stuff so we'll see kind of how that shakes out um uh chris what's the uh anything trailer wise or teaser wise that you were into or or nothing uh <laughs> nothing yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got. I mean, obviously, it's nothing more than it's. You just see Wonder Woman. So I mean, it's no gameplay, <laughs> no nothing. But it is a Wonder Woman game by Monolith, and um, you know, uh. Monolith is coming off of those two Lord of the Rings games that got phenomenal reviews. I didn't play them. No, not necessarily my sort of thing. Not in Lord of the Rings, but they. Everybody said the gameplay was really fantastic and a lot of really well done. So if you pair that with Wonder Woman, I'm in. So yeah. I, I obviously understand this is probably not a 2022 game. It's probably 23 or 24 because they literally showed nothing other than, hey, it's Wonder Woman. But uh, yep. yeah, no. She looked good, in. though. Yeah. Yeah. The graphics look good. And you know, I'll, I'll play a Wonder Woman game. I'll enjoy it. Definitely. I, nice. I see them there with you. After cool. I kill her nice. in the Justice League game, I will play her. <laughs> in one I'm going to feel like you probably won't get to kill her. But, you know. <laughs> So she'll she'll be she'll be DLC. She's in season two. <laughs> so uh, uh, the one I wanted to mention is uh, one that I'm a little bit bittersweet about. So I, I love Alan Wake. I loved American Nightmare. Um, I I loved uh, Control, and I haven't played the DLC that has specifically to do with the Alan Wake universe. But I acquired it in a it, it wasn't like free, but it was like thirty cents. So like might as well have been free. Um, the Control Ultimate Edition that has all the DLC. So I grabbed that, you know, during some holiday sales. So I will get to that. But a uh, big, big fan of Remedy and Alan Wake stuff. So when Alan Wake 2 is teased, I'm like, oh, there we go. Love this. I'm in. And then after it, they were talking about, you know, as much as Alan Wake has horror elements, it's more of an action game. Um, this is our first, you know, foray or first dip into uh, survival horror which kind of got me you know i've played survival horror before that i've liked ages ago you know resident evil 1 2 code veronica um it's been a long time since the survival horror game like really grabbed me so it kind of made me feel like uh like you know are, are they am i getting left out are they leaving me behind i'm gonna try to stay optimistic and you know try to stay you know excited about like what they can do with it like their take on survival horror I'm just not into jump scares and scarce ammo and super fine inventory management and typewriter ribbons, you know, like I liked them when they were, you know, a thing. I just, I don't know how that's going to hit me now. So I don't know if either one of you guys are interested in Alan Wake at all. I played the first one and it didn't hit me like it did everybody else. Uh, mm-hmm. This was a cool reveal and I do like survival horror games. So maybe this will pull me back in. I, I don't have cool. any expectations for it though. Cause I didn't care for the first one. I do really want gotcha. to try Control, though. I've, I've heard lots of yep. cool stuff about that one. Yep, for sure. I have, and then, uh, Chris, yeah, I don't I don't think I've heard you mention Alan Wake before, so I didn't know if it was on your radar. Never, never played Alan Wake, uh, aware mm. of the uh, accolades that it got. Um, mm. 
it's funny when you mentioned Control, the other thing that I could think of is, I don't know why, is it just me? Like, every time I see the cover of Control uh, and the protagonist, I just see Hayden Christensen every single time, that face. No, but I'll have to, I'll I'll have to look at it next time. Because, look look yeah, at the cover she, of I mean, Control, and I know I it's thought, the woman, but I just yeah. see Hayden Christensen every single time I look at it. Interesting. Because, so, uh, I mean, w- with her being a redhead, I thought maybe you were going to well, mention another redhead. The cover's all red, you, so you uh, can't tell. Threw me a curveball. It's curve monochromatic. Ball. So you can't... Uh, okay, maybe I'm thinking of, because the the cover, the like the art I'm used to seeing is not, so maybe that's... Uh, maybe I'm looking at like the splash screen of the... I'm thinking of the splash screen on the game or something like that. Yeah, like the main... It's just like red. The whole cover is just monochromatic. Oh, it's, red. it's the ultimate edition. Chris is talking about because I'm looking at the regular one. I'm like, I don't see it. And then I scrolled down and saw the ultimate edition. I'm like, okay, I kind of see it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, every time I'm like, wait a minute, no, what? Yeah, but yeah, I, I I really like I really like Control a lot. But I will say, it, it like you know how some game like everything else, some games, some movies, some books grab you right away. It did not grab me right away. I needed to get a handful of abilities. And then once I kind of had the traversal abilities and I kind of had like all of the, the, you know, not weapons, but like all of the tools at my disposal to traverse the environment and attack and defend capably, that's when it opened up for me. Very similar to Sunset Overdrive. Um, until I had all the traversal options, I it, it didn't click with me. Yeah, control, but yeah, Control uh, is uh, definitely cool. Control never, never hooked me. I started it played a little mm. bit just didn't 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 grab me so it it it, it took me a while I'll, I'll be honest i don't remember how many hours but it was yeah it was not minutes it was hours that it took um so uh so yeah so we mentioned alan wake um i was absolutely not expecting the texas chainsaw massacre uh to have a game <sighs> as i as i as i very recently discovered is called in some other countries don't open that door uh I was at uh, a, a horror movie store with Rich when he was up here visiting, and there's a you know Leatherface poster on the wall, and I fr- I I don't know how to say it in the language, but it was like la tue, la paquette de bé. I'm like that. I feel like Texas is Texas no matter what country you're in, right? Like why don't I see the word Texas? So I like you know Google translated it, and it's called "Don't open that door" in some countries in Europe, which I never knew. So yeah, is the uh, and so the only other horror game in recent years I can think of that kind of got a little bit of attention, or based on a property rather, was the Friday the Thirteenth game, right? Uh, Dead by Daylight's um, so... been really huge too, and they keep pulling people from mm. everywhere. Okay. Yeah, like it's got so, Leatherface so... and Jason. And... I didn't yeah. know they had. Uh, they yeah, keep licensing so they some... people from every horror property that you can imagine. Didn't know that. It's good to know. But yeah, is, is this something that uh, you think could end, end up on uh, either one of your uh, uh, in your stocking at a five dollar? Ga- okay, that's that's what we should do. At what amount of GameFly sale <laughs> would this enter your collection? I don't think uh, someone have, would have to give this to me. I, I <laughs> I'm not interested. I know Rich will probably like woo if I have to buy a PlayStation Five to play this. I will, but yeah, yeah. I, no, he'll I get he'll he'll all. he'll get an autograph copy, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't care at all. Yeah, I'm not, so, yeah, not a big a, Chainsaw Massacre fan either. Like, I, I don't know yeah, what it would I've, take for me to play this. I've seen the first film. Um, mm-hmm. I actually really, you know, enjoyed it way back when. But, you know, yeah, I didn't didn't kind of, you know, it hasn't really been on my radar. But I just thought it was interesting enough to mention. How much would people have paid um, me to play it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, I, there is no amount of money. <laughs> I would not. 
So, uh, uh, so I mentioned earlier that I finished Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice. Um, so the next Hellblade game, Looking which good. honestly I don't, I don't, I don't know if I realized it was happening. Um, really, so... that was like the first trailer they showed for the Series X, uh, with like the chanting and the drumming. Like it was like a tech demo, like a year and a half yeah. ago. Um, so yeah, that's like the earliest yeah, Xbox it's... Series X game we've known about. I think. So honestly, like it's, I don't know if it's my brain, um, but like, you know, or just getting older or a combination of both, but like, there'll be things that like, I'll think is like a first time reveal and people are like, no, we've known about this for a while. So yeah, I, if I knew about this, I had forgotten about it. So I, I just finished Hellblade. So getting to kind of see this trailer so soon after finishing Hellblade was really cool. And it's all, and the thing is, if you don't know what kind of game Hellblade is, you almost wouldn't think that this is gameplay because I didn't mention before, but Hellblade is completely without HUD. Um, there is no information on the screen. All you see is your character. So it will never tell you, oh, you have to press X for light attack. Oh, you have to press, you know, B for, you know, melee attack. This is your butt. Like you're in the game and you just have to figure it out. And it's and like for a while, I just thought all you could do is walk because it's such a slow start to the game and then it wasn't for a while that i like hit a button and i'm like oh i've got a little jog you know and i can move a little bit and then the first time you fight enemies i thought it was like a cinematic because they weren't telling me to do anything and then the guys like start hitting me and i'm like oh my god they're hitting me so the only way you can find out what the buttons you have to like go to start and then go to controls that it tells you what the buttons do so to see this trailer knowing what the gameplay looks like it's third person there's no hud ever um it was it was just really cool to see that and know it's gameplay because i just kind of came from that same uh, uh that same style for but me the trailer was, was super cool was interesting because of how many other people are around because that first game is so isolating and i'm like there's like it 20 is, other yeah. people here like this is so much of a different feeling yep so the yeah the first game is isolation itself like the only other uh, characters that are in the game are either in your mind imagined as flashbacks or imagined as currently guiding you or enemies so when this kind of starts off and like you, there's kind of like a big kind of like like swooping panning shots and you see there's like villagers or like you know like other you know warriors that are with Senua and you're thinking okay you know and again it's hard not to spoil things about the first game to get really in depth with this but then you you start to wonder okay are 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 they are they there are they where they're telling us they are you know is this happening you know with a psychological twist because the the, the story really is super super deep and interesting um but yes yeah, so to see her with other people and having the voices in her head and talking to them like she's telling them, okay like get ready we're about to do this so i'm thinking like who's she actually talking to, right? Like, is this, you know, so there's, there's all these questions. Um, and then there's this giant that they're kind of, uh, you know, kind of like hunting down. I and it kind of seems like it's blind their, their at first. take on, on some of these North creatures, or Norse creatures, sorry. Yeah. Uh, very yes. cool. Like Hela in the last one, it's like a take I've never seen on her. But like, if you know the yep. lore behind her, like it's, it's a really cool and interesting take that makes sense. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep, and it like I know it's it's a it's a much different take on the that type of mythology than God of War, but I got very 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 strong God of War uh God of War lore vibes 
playing Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice with like every time you would find a lore tab and your oh, dude yeah. would like narrate some of the stories to you. Very, very strong um uh memories of Mimir yeah. um in, in God of War. So uh ah, su- super, super cool mythology and you're spot on about Hella. Um real cool stuff. So yeah, it's but it's, you know what's weird is as I'm playing Hellblade, I'm thinking you know, I'm I'm playing and I'm having fun. It's good looking, but like it's not the feel good game of the summer, right? Like no. it's it's a dark, desolate, you know, hollow, empty feeling that you're never feel safe, right? It's not survival horror, but it's got that similar kind of feel where like you don't you don't feel safe. Through, yeah. yeah, very very much so. So like I remember thinking halfway through it, you know, it's really really good. I was like, I don't know if I would play this game again, but then I saw a Hellblade two trailer and I'm like. I would play that. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally play that. So, so Kelsey, would this be real... uh, get you to buy? Are you going to buy an, a new Xbox to play this? Uh, if they get rid of the online capability, like the need to have an online connection, I will buy an Xbox the next day until they change that. I have no interest in ever. So you will Xbox. not play this game then? No, unless they fix that. He'll play, he'll, he'll play it on Game Pass on PC. He's He's a DLC PC guy. But not DLC console yeah. guy, so he'll play it on on Game Pass for PC. Uh, that's I can't what so they I, call it now too. After that, I don't, I don't, commercial. I, I don't know if I don't know if I told you guys this because I, I probably didn't say it because I have so much in my intro. I have three years of Game Pass Ultimate. I the 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 the, the hack worked. Oh, it was like twenty. Thing, it was like huh? twenty. It was twenty eight bucks a year for Xbox Live, like Turkey. So I just used a VPN as if I was in Turkey and I added those and then it's still one to one. So when you buy one month of Game Pass Ultimate, it just turns your Xbox Live into Game Pass Ultimate. So I've got three years of Game Pass Ultimate. Feels good, man. So yeah, uh, Hellblade 2. Send me some um, Turkish delight when you get back. <laughs> uh, deal. So, uh, so yeah, so that's, that's enough on Hellblade 2. I'm um, very, very good. I'd be super curious, Chris, um, to see, to get your thoughts on the combat. Um, so I, I don't, that is so the it only is part of the game he would like. I don't, know. so it, it, it is on game pass. I wonder if I could persuade you just to fire it up and just give the combat a try. Cause you, the, the combat is early on in the game. Um, if, if you don't feel like it, you know, watch some YouTube, kind of see what it looks like, but I'd just be curious to see your take as a souls combat veteran to see what this kind of uh, looks like to you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe I can install it and give it a shot. I, yeah, I think you guys are figuring out pretty quick if they're story heavy games it's not really my cup of tea so um right but one maybe maybe might be uh was another announcement uh trailer that we got shown and that was star trek All right there's a, that's the one i had a, with your name there's on a it. star trek <laughs> game coming out and i was like really so there's a resurgence of Star Trek video games, isn't yeah, there? And uh, Spock is in it. So uh, I, but it didn't really so, show any gameplay. So that I don't was the no the Telltale one, right? No, the Telltale game no. was um, Telltale was um, totally different. Um, uh, what was it? It was, was uh, uh, the Expanse. It was a space game. The Expanse. Okay. I, that's the one I thought looked cool. The other one I thought looked boring. <laughs> do you do you watch the Expanse? So the Expanse is a TV series based on a book series um, that is, uh, the first book is called Leviathan Wakes, and I be- the author's name I want to say it's like R. A. Corey or something like that, but it's actually like two guys that co-write with a pen name, 
it's one of my friends, uh, my friend Courtney, uh, who I talk about. We go to PAX uh, with her husband, Kaylee. PS5. Exactly. Yeah, that Courtney. So it's one of her favorite book series. She's getting like a tattoo of one of the ships from uh, uh, this series. Um, so I forget what they call the, the book series, but the TV show adaptation is, is called The Expanse. Um, so I, ju I just finished the first book. I just watched the first episode of the show. I think the show's like just had like the fifth or sixth season finale just happened. So it's, it's a pretty popular show. I want to say it's Amazon Prime. But yeah, I saw that uh, there's going to be a Telltale Expanse uh, uh, game. So Kelsey, if that looks interesting to you, maybe give a look to the books or uh, the TV show to see if you might be interested. But yeah, Star Trek Resurgence. I was hoping we'd get a sequel to the uh, 32X uh, Bridge Commander. Um, no. But uh, no such luck. Wait, didn't no. they do a VR version of that? Like two they, did do they, did. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. And you know what? My, my favorite Star Trek game, while all kidding aside, um, what was it? It was it called Elite Force or something like that? Uh, the 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 it was it was like a Quake Three engine shooter. Yeah, I remember. I don't remember and, what it was called. The, but... I had it on PC and it was awesome. The um like the like the tagline in the box was yeah. like set your phasers to frag. It was right on the front of the box. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. everything so, was like a Doom Quake clone. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, Chris, is this something that you actually uh, uh, are excited about, being a Star Trekkie? If I, I want to see what the gameplay actually is. If I, you mm. know, I got to know, because yeah. if it's a walking simulator, I, I maybe I'll just watch a YouTube video and enjoy yeah. it of a stream or something. But if it's got fun gameplay, like, you know, if I get to, like, yeah battle starships and stuff i mean that sounds cool i would do you know yeah. that sounds like fun um so you're okay with uh uh with a combat you know flights or sorry combat space sim in the star trek universe like too 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 heavy right okay yeah. yeah i want it to be more yeah. arcadey right like i want to just run around yeah. shoot photon torpedoes and and when i think and... star wars i think arcadey when i think star trek i think simulation <laughs> Yeah, well, that's Never. it. And like I said, if that's yeah. what it is, that's cool. Yeah. I'll just watch someone else play it and enjoy it. But yeah, that's what I want to play. Um, that that's always my feeling with, and not not we don't have to get off this right away because this was another announcement. That's always been my feeling with Homeworld, is I really really like the idea of this game, and I really like the idea of like a 360, you know, like RTS space combat flight sim, you know, like with different classes of, you know, uh, of ships and the combat stuff like that. It's just once I get past like the second level, it becomes like way too much for me to manage uh, effectively. And I, I just, I fall out of it. So even though Homeworld was announced, that's another one that I was going to mention, like I'm, I'll be opt I'm optimistic. Maybe, you know, they've, heard people say this and said okay we're gonna make it more accessible or they're just gonna double down on the simminess of it because the people who love homeworld just want that stuff but yeah that's when when i heard you say i don't want it too simmy like homeworld is exactly that in my brain i just don't need another job <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I i want to come home and relax not uh, yep. i'm gonna read like 15 pages of the manual to figure out how to go to warp <laughs> it's no thanks yeah yeah so yeah, but I I did have uh, I threw Star Trek on there and I was like oh, I wonder what Chris has to say about that. So yeah, for sure. Uh, we've already mentioned Elden Ring. Um, so obviously we got to see a little good. bit more Elden Ring. Dutra yeah, there's actually does a story. And I'm gonna bet dime to a dollar that. Oh wait, there's a story. There's no way you're gonna play it now. Well, right? I was saying I'm gonna bet dime to a dollar that is the intro video because like all these games they oh, always okay. have like a little intro video that plays and mm. that's pretty much it. You don't get anything else like that the rest of the game. So I'm almost. 
guarantee that's what that was because they did the same thing with dark souls 3 basically they did this big trailer that was like story and then what ended up happening that was just the intro video then the game yeah. and that was it so gotcha yeah so uh so yeah i mean that's that's obviously i mean like it it's i didn't know it was so anticipated but i recently it was confirmed uh <laughs> with the keelys how how anticipated it was so i think this game so we'll see how that goes crazy gangbusters money so I I I, bl- I think it will too. Even even with the stain on R R Martin's name, I 100 percent think it'll do well. That's funny. Um, like the stuff he did, it was funny. I was reading about it. it that ended years ago. Like he mm. just wrote a little lore for some stuff, and that was it. He didn't have some huge hand in all of this. Even like a lot right. of the lore was still written by From. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. he contributed like some basic world building blocks and, and some of that right. these little bits and pieces but uh yeah he wrote like the family trees for the uh, index or whatever i, I don't know <laughs> just to get his name I, I think it was more of just they wanted his name right the show was huge yeah. at the time yeah. yeah they yeah. wanted his name yeah. yeah tom clancy's rainbow six right yeah <laughs> um I'm, I'm just curious though. i mean do, do you think either of you will ever play elden ring or have any interest at all I actually possibly a little more interested in each last reveal they've shown. So I'm not going to grab it day one. I'm going to let you grab it and talk to me about it, but it does look way more appealing than when I initially heard about it. So I'm, I'm softening on it big time. Okay. Yeah. I, I I need to see more because you know, if you just give me like a genre and like generally like, okay, RPG fantasy, this type of thing, whatever, you know, cause I can point to Skyrim and be like, yeah, like a hundred percent all day long. And I've tried Witcher 3 several times yeah. and it hasn't clicked. Me neither. And it's like, you know, I, I just need more, you sure. know, meat to, to know. But yeah, it's for, it's for sure uh, uh, on my radar. Cool. Um, so uh, uh, I appreciate the correction. I had this game on here as Slitherhead. Uh, I guess it's actually Slitterhead. So for you survival horror fans out there. Which is somehow um, grosser. And... Yeah. <laughs> So just yeah, just need need to amp the gross up a little bit. Um, so uh, uh, I you know I tried the first Silent Hill until I got to the school and then it turned to the Blood School and I was like, no thanks, <laughs> no nightmares for me. Yeah, you know I what? couldn't do I Silent really Hill. wish this was more Alan Wake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can we take some of the horror elements out of it and just give me a flashlight so I can you know stun people and then shoot them with a gun? That that would be more my speed. But yeah, so it's. I just thought it was noteworthy because of the pedigree, you know, from the uh, the developers who were who were doing it with the Silent Hill, uh, you know, history there. So it's funny that they had to spend know. so much time. Like, you could tell it's like nobody's really gonna know this guy's name. You really have to like build that first. I yeah, love it's like Silent Hill. Like, one, two, yeah. three, and Shattered Memories are amazing. Four, I'm a little lukewarm on, and then they kind of lost me after that. I didn't know this guy's name at all. Yeah. And, and like, I'm a big fan of those games. Interesting. I, I didn't know. Yeah. I, somehow I don't think I knew that you like made your way through all those games. I, I remember having to have someone explain to me. I was like at PAX, I was like, I love your cosplay. I love this costume. I'm really sorry. Like, well, I'm not familiar with the property. Like, who is this? And they just yelled from under this big thing. Pyramid, Pyramid head. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I mean, like, that's what I would have thought it was, like, not knowing anything about it. Like, that's actually what people call them. That's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, Pyramid Head for the win. 
So we got, uh, uh, yes, a Slitterhead. So I wanted to mention, uh, 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 I think it was Chris that mentioned the recent Lord of the Rings games. Um, so we got another Lord of the Rings game coming in Gollum. This one has been now, like leaked like three years ago. I think this is our first yeah. footage of it, though. And that's, that's yeah. a long time to build up hype for something that just looked, you know, fine. Yeah. I mean, and, and the thing is, I know Lord of the Rings is very popular. The, you know, the, the Hobbit movies were very popular. I guess Gollum was in those, which is great. I, I don't know if the character has enough like staying or buying power to have people be like, oh yeah, like I definitely want to, you know, this is like a kind of an off one to me, even though the property is really, you know, really cool and valuable. So yeah, I'm like, I, is, I don't, I don't know. Is Gollum known for setting up like elaborate traps to kill people? I I didn't get that part. Yeah, I, I read The Hobbit when I was a kid. I don't remember that part either. Yeah, because that's yeah, what seems I got my like cop- this is the game. Like he's got these ah these yeah. traps and you know. I, yeah. I kind of saw it as more like a split personality. So it's just going to be like, do you want to be the good Gollum or the bad Gollum? Make the know. decision. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. One of the. One of the only, like, I've, I've said before, like, I'm jealous of Chris for, like, when he talks about, like, oh, like, I have, like, this system or this game, like, from when I was a kid. And I have, you know, very, very little of that saved. But, like, one thing that I've had forever is my, like, copy of The oh, Hobbit yeah, yeah. from, like, when I was a kid. I remember yeah, a little dog-eared paperback. Yeah. yeah, so cool. I love it. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, but I don't know if I'm into the Gollum. Um in years past, I've been very interested in the Borderlands games, so I thought Tiny Tina was worth a mention. I'm kind of over this character. She was really fun and funny and energetic when Borderlands 2 came out. Uh, to be honest, I haven't played through Borderlands 3. Um, I, I, she, she had a DLC that was really, really good. It was like Dungeons & Dragons themed. And she was like essentially narrating this DLC, and like every time she would like change her mind and say something, like the entire world would shift around what she was saying. So it was really interesting. Um, so I'm willing to you know to give it a give it a look, but you know unless it's kind of like does something really cool or new or interesting, I feel like I'm done with this character. And I, I don't think either one of you guys were ever big Borderlands fans. The first uh, I used one. I used to be a big Ashley Birch fan when she did videos for game trailers. Those were really funny. That's right, and she had like the web series, yeah. and she's done shorts. And her or her brother, I think yeah. her, either she or her brother were on like the writing staffs for games, yeah. like before they like got into like you know, voice acting and doing other stuff. So that's right, yeah, Birch. And I think Birch has been in a few movies too. I haven't seen any. I don't know. Yeah, she's definitely acted. So if, uh, if you want to see Ashley Birch uh, perform IRL, that is available. So we talked about Star Trek. Um, I wanted to mention Ark Raiders real quick. Um, I thought it was interesting that this third-person PVE shooter from former DICE and Battlefield devs, it's third-person. If you're a dev of a first-person game, it's just kind of weird to me. They're like, all right, forget everything we know. <laughs> Let's do the other type of person shooter. Uh, it looks really good. So they got, they got cool artists, and they got you know like uh, some nice fancy explosions, so... I'm always down for a you know a cool third-person action shooter campaign, so that was kind of cool to see. Uh, Rumbleverse. I, yeah, Kelsey's making a face that's yeah. telling me day one purchase. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those games where I just see the art style and I immediately know I don't ever want to play this, and yeah. I I can't help it. Like it just looks so bad. Yeah, it's it's it kind of it has that like weird 
is it it's kind of like um what's that game where everyone's racing uh it's like you know like a battle like you know 20 30 people all racing in like the first one to get through like the end i forget what it's called F-Zero. like uh, Forza. F- fall guys fall guys oh, like on is that foot. what it's called yeah 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 that's fine it's like the obstacle yeah course. right yeah, that's where, where that kind of has that like weird you know like that like that kind of art style like even if the game's fun and quirky and cool like if i kind of see that kind of look i'm like ah, i don't know actually that one i don't i don't mind the look to it, it it's like fun and playful this one like it kind of reminds me of like Fortnite, where it's just like so generic and like oh. like every animated show looks like this now and that that kind of look to it like like ex- like exaggerated you know body geometry or like what's what kind of is the giveaway? no because like if in other things like the incredibles like has exaggerated body but i, I think that looks fine it's got mm-hmm. like that plus this weird like bubbly cartoon kind of coat of paint on top of that even okay and from what i understand it's like a like almost like a fighting game like a like a beat em up kind of thing so is it like a fortnite but a beat em up instead i don't know i i was confused it's 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 weird for all the battle royale games that are out there i still like am weirded out when something comes out that says the words battle royale <laughs> on it i'm like you don't really have to say it like we know you're going to have the mode like you can just you can just name the game whatever you want so uh, we mentioned, uh, I had the Expanse uh, Telltale game on here that we mentioned before. So Kelsey has added that to his look at in, look into. I was... So this one, I thought there was a chance that uh, that Kelsey might be into, even if uh, 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 no one else. What have you seen or heard about Tunic so far? Because I feel like I've seen footage for this game for a while, and it looks very Zelda-like. So is this something that you know would maybe be worth a look, or you think it's a little bit too generic ripoffy? Yeah, I like I'm not getting anything that jumps out at me, but maybe I'm wrong. Like just the trailers, like you said, just look kind of generic. I, I don't I yeah. don't see the hook. Yeah, it very much looks like the Zelda games that I've been playing on Nintendo platforms recently, but like not different enough. Like it it almost looks like a mod. Like someone just took a Zelda game yeah, and like threw like a Vox on yeah. it, um, but I, I, you know, you know me, I always try to, you know, wait until I, you know, kind of get more info or see. But like, uh, you know, thought it was interesting, uh, cute looking. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, I I put in Homeworks here I'm instead so of that. Homeworld. Uh, so and we we're, we'll fix it. We'll we'll fix it. We'll do it live. Fix it. Um, so ho- Homeworld three, uh, first gameplay. Um, I mean, this is something that you pretty much have to play on PC being, you know, like with all the, you know, different, uh, different controls and things available. I, I wouldn't think this would be something to be on your guys' radar, but I just, uh, wanted to mention, mention it. Um, there's been so many space Sims over the years that I'm like, oh, maybe this is the one. And like, it hasn't ended up being the one, like the X games, you know, the X3, not XCOM, like just like X, like that's the name of the game is X. Um, but yeah, so, um, if, if Homeworld can give me a little bit more accessibility, we'll see. Um, so, uh, and this one you guys have to help me out with. I am not familiar with Crossfire. Can't help you out. I'm not familiar. I don't even remember if they showed a trailer there for it. It disappeared from my mind. So I'm not, so I wasn't familiar with the property. So I'm looking up the list of, you know, some of the announcements from the show and Crossfire X is coming out, which is an adaptation of the quote-unquote asian mega hit crossfire so we're differentiating it with an x uh here 
So apparently, and they didn't say where in Asia, but apparently there's like 685 million active users for this game across like Asian territories, which I don't think, I mean, I'm not an expert, but I don't know how often that really happens that there's something that has like that big a base somewhere. Probably a phone game, that right? Is, well, um, the guy that wrote that CRPG book, or not, he didn't write all of it, like he edited it and wrote a lot of it, uh, but he lives in Japan and he, he kind of is annoyed with his own book. He's like, I really wish I would have covered other countries in the world. And so right now he's, he's doing that. And he keeps like, he's like, how does nobody talk about these games that came out in Asia? Like there's, you know, this one, you know, it's on its 15th installment and it's got like, it's made, you know, $10 billion. And this one has 500 million users yeah. like daily. And like, he's like, wow, nobody talks about these games in North America, but they're like the biggest things in the world. It, now, are these games that also have come out here just haven't done as well or just uh, haven't come typically. out here at all? Yeah, just okay. he, he's like, you're talking about like, like, like Halo and God of War. Like there's these big things. He's like, they're nothing compared to all these Asian <laughs> games. Like, they are like 2% of the sales of these games. Like, but China is kind of a weird market though, right? But it's not, it's so. not just China. It, it's like Asia. Like it's, it's a lot of different countries. Yeah, a lot of them do originate a lot of, in China. A and lot of those big players right, are heavily influenced by the Chinese market. Yeah. Like like Russia. Yeah, there's lots of cool stuff in Russia and Korea and Vietnam and yeah. so, so sometimes I wonder uh and I never I never look at numbers, but sometimes I wonder how well the Stalker series does in Russia. <laughs> I don't know. Just, you know, being, you know, yeah. part of the country. I don't know. But yeah, so Crossfire I wasn't familiar with. I didn't know if you guys had heard about it uh, yet or not. Um uh, so this one's interesting because uh, our our good friends uh, in the collecting community who like to get physical games, which is, I guess, this new weird thing that they're doing, um, they've held off on getting Cuphead because they want the physical edition. And I guess the rumors are that the, the physical edition wasn't going to come out until all the DLC was out so they could have, like, one physical version with everything. So the Cuphead DLC that's been like, you know, most anticipated DLC for the last several Keeleys, um now has a date of, uh, uh, I forget if it was spring or early summer, but I know a lot of people have been waiting for physical editions of Cuphead. So hopefully this means that next year, some of you guys will get your physical Cuphead edition going on. I would love that. I, I would love that yeah. so much. And speaking of physical things, just another bit of vinyl news. There is a Cuphead uh, vinyl repress on IM8-Bit. So if anyone's looking for that out-of-print Cuphead release, that is actually able to be ordered right now, I think. Um, so there's Cuphead. Uh, the, uh, so two, two bits of Sonic news. Sonic Frontiers and the Sonic 2 movie. I'm personally much more excited for the Sonic 2 movie. Uh, I haven't played a Sonic game in a while. I forget what one was was sonic mania yeah the one that people liked a lot yeah it was like a throwback 2d one that they had some uh some fan developers they like hired them on legit to do yep i think i played sonic 4 it was like an xbox live arcade game or something like that back when they called them that mm -hmm. or maybe it was on pc and then sonic mania i think i grabbed in like a humble sale or something but i haven't played it but I haven't touched Sonic outside of those in a while, so I don't know what the, the consensus is on Sonic Frontiers. So I can't explain why, because I, I don't, like, I've, I've played some Sonic games that I really enjoyed, even some of the 3D ones. Um, I have, like, that was like a decade ago, though. I don't particularly love open world games, 
this game looks really interesting to me and i i can't place my finger on why <laughs> but being sonic in an open world kind of sounds fun to me cool you played sonic adventure so- right Ugh, I don't like Sonic Adventure. That's not that an, open, an world. open world Sonic game. <laughs> I I fired up Sonic Adventure to test my Dreamcast like a few months ago at my parents' house, and I was like, "What is going on with this camera?" And having one analog stick, and having like to tap A to like magnet yourself to like bad guys. Uh, yeah, it was it was not the experience I remember. There's moments where like you're running and like the whales chasing <laughs> yeah. you and like there's moments that are good but the the moments in between those moments are the problem the rest of the game totally but yeah I, I yeah i could uh, uh we'll, we'll see if i end up uh, like you know an actual player of this game but yeah i'm i'm, I'm definitely in for the movie for sure i showed and my, even I, though you this were is the only thing from the game awards i showed my kids was the talk to movie trailer and they're both like mm-hmm. pumped they love that first movie nice i think the idris elba yeah Knuckles. is is, is yeah, Knuckles, very very cool. They they get, they're giving him power too, like uh, making him look uh, super strong. So I like it. Um, so uh, we've got um, I forgot I had this higher up on the list. I forgot to mention um, I mentioned Halo Infinite before. So the Halo show that we've known about on Paramount Plus, we saw like a little uh, peek at that. Um, I mean, you know, until you until you watch a show, you don't really know. So I don't have Paramount Plus. It's probably the only streaming thing. Like me and like a few like friends and family, we kind of share all the logins, so we have kind of everything between all of us except Paramount Plus. So Paramount Plus we'll is pretty good, can... and I've heard good things. There's like a new yeah. western series that's getting ready to hit that looks really good on Paramount Plus. Oh, so... westerns! I hadn't heard that. Do you? It's like it's... eight. I'll have to look yeah, into that. I'm trying to remember what the name of it. It's it's like a year. I think it's like eighteen. Is that the service with Australian Survivor? Yes, it is. You can watch Australian Survivor. <laughs> oh, okay, and. Um, they have a lot, actually, quite a bit of stuff on there. Like all Star Trek stuff is all there. Uh, it looks like 1883 yeah. is the name of that show. That's pretty good. But yeah, it's it's uh, uh, Seal Team, uh, Infinite. Yeah, I mean, it looks like there's enough stuff to at least warrant the 30 day trial. Star Trek Discovery sure. is really good, um, even mm. if you're not deep into Star Trek. I mean, it's just a good series, and you don't have to know all the Star Trek lore. Hey, and for the kids, we got Clifford the Big Red Dog. Is Paramount Plus? It's a Star Trek uh, cartoon. Oh my gosh, Kelsey! World War Z. I own two copies of that already. (laughs) By accident, I bought a second one when I already had one. I I own that. Not only do I own the game, the video game World War Z, I own the Game of the Year edition, which begs the question: Who is giving out (laughs) Game of the Year awards? To World War Z, the video game. I have a feeling that that, that's not really a thing. When they slap that on the box, that's not really a thing. I actually spent so... It was one of the free, like, Epic Games one week, and I spent so much time searching for someone who awarded this game an award, (laughs) because it is the Game of the Year edition. I did... Never I, did. I think it's like (laughs) the director's mom. (laughs) Oh, you made such a good game, sweetie. Self-credited, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, so uh, was there anything? So we we went through like uh, uh, quite a bit, and we're we're coming up uh, uh, on to, towards the end of our announcement, or sorry, uh, uh, trailer announcement list here. Is there anything else you guys wanted to uh, to mention that uh, looked intriguing? Yeah, I added three on that you missed that were like two of them were, were things I was really excited about. Uh, so I haven't Go for I haven't it. been into a shooter in a really long time, and there was one they announced called Metal Hellslinger, 
Uh, and the reason it sounded interesting, not it caught my attention initially because it's like literal metal bands that are all involved with this. Like they showed the guy from Trivium. Uh, they mentioned Arch Enemy, which I'm a fan of, uh, Lamb of God, which, which you know, they got some good stuff. Uh, but they, they said it's a first-person shooter rhythm game. And then they're showing it, like, doing shots, like, the beat and, like, scores coming out of the things they're shooting. So I'm really curious how that actually functions because I love rhythm games, love metal. Not a big shooter, guys, but I'm hoping maybe that will tie it all together for me somehow. Okay. So optimistic, but I, I want to see some more. Maybe try a demo or something. It's a, it's, a, it's a great name. Yeah, it's a cool name. Metal um, Hellslinger. So I, I've complained on the show many times how I lament how fighting games are released now. And I just I won't buy them anymore because I don't want to get a season pass. I don't want to buy characters individually and be microtransaction to that. Like I just want to buy the game and play the game. And one of my favorite fighters uh, a couple of gens ago was the Persona 4 Arena games. And they announced right before the show started, like Persona 4 Arena Ultimax remastered, like you're getting the final patch. It's coming out on PS4 and Switch. I was so excited to buy this game and play it again. And then I found out the next day, digital only. They're not releasing anything Ooh. physical. That so that, that hurt. Hope, well, hopefully it's on the Epic Game Store. I not playing that on a pc come on man <laughs> <laughs> you could you could hook up your dual shock or your i've got an or whatever you want to pc USB in here but i don't know yeah it's just weird <laughs> um and then the, the last one i thought was cool was the dune spice wars um because i used to love those old westwood dune rts games uh mm. same thing as ultimax like it's gonna probably be steam only digital only but uh i'll dream until i here that's confirmed that, that i will have a chance to play that some way very cool Ooh. excuse me very cool so yeah it's uh uh i i remember the westwood dune games i did not ever play um like back in that era i want to say we had like police quest some number i forget like which one but like and we had a king's quest game but yeah like never any of the I remember seeing the Dune uh, box, uh, uh, you know, like up at the. Uh, That's where I got all my Dune lore. So, like, when this new movie came out, like, I was like all in again. Like, I watched the documentary about Jodorowsky's Dune. I watched the Lynch Dune. Then mm -hmm. I went to the theater with my neighbor and watched the new one. And all of the stuff I learned from the game, like, made sense with all those things. Like, I think they did yeah. a pretty good job with the lore, from what I remember. That's awesome. Yeah, I still got. So I told you, my first one was the Villain Wave. So the the Lynch one is next on my list, just to kind of uh, round out the it, Doom it, experience. Keep your expectations low, <laughs> very low. Well, yeah, I mean, I I have I have zero because, like, you know, just and I know it's a you know it's a it's it is what it is. It's a cult movie. It's Lynch. Even it's old. Even with those know. things in your mind, keep it lower than that. Like, okay, you know, if you like Lynch movies, it's lower than a lynch movie you like cult movies it's like lower than that like, <laughs> the, the best part about it is patrick stewart holding a pug while charging into an active battle like he's like charge and like running in with a pug like latched to his chest it's great it's awesome i don't know if i knew he was in that he is he's a pretty important part he's the so you saw the new one yep so he's in the role that josh brolin's in in the new one. Oh, okay so okay so he's yep makes sense all right chris is there anything uh uh 
any souls likes that I missed in the uh, in my pursuit of announcements here? No, no, I think you've uh, you've nailed everything. It was kind of uh, you know I like a lot of the announcements. You know, not surprisingly, slid right off of me, and some of them I barely even paid attention to. But you know, there were a few gems in there for me. But I think we've hit them. Cool. All right, so that will probably just about wrap us up here. So uh, we're just creeping up on a little under the three-hour mark, so we'll, we'll, we'll end it right there. So I want to thank everyone for listening, as always. Uh, I want to thank our patrons, as always. Um, Kelsey and myself and uh, uh, Mike and anyone else who is curious about Batman, uh, we'd love to have you in the Bat Chat, where we're getting pretty we're past the halfway point on the Rachel Ghoul uh, book we're reading right now the uh, death and the maidens and we haven't decided what we're doing next so if anyone's a little back curious and wants to jump in and uh, kind of figure out uh, where we'll go next on this journey into the uh, the Batman uh, lore uh, we'd love to have you in there and uh, uh, Chris where where can people find the show besides just going straight to collectorcast.com. Well, you can look at all the major platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on the Google Store, whatever the heck it's called these days. Uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, even still, the old iHeartRadio. And we're a little bit of everywhere. So I think just about any platform, uh, except Sound, SoundCloud. It's always the one I still have never bothered to figure out. So we're not <laughs> on SoundCloud. About anywhere else you want to look, though, you'll find the show and... We appreciate you guys listening on there um, and leaving reviews and being real positive. And um, it's always fun when people, you know, send a message or, or chat about things. And, uh, yeah, it makes 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 you feel good to be a part of, of doing this. And absolutely boy, getting close to 10 years. So that's coming up real soon. So we'll have to yeah. plot out a 10-year show sometime soon. Yeah, we'll have to get you got get uh, Destiny installed on both your consoles. <laughs> figure out a raid, or I don't know what we'll do for celebration. I heard it's a sweet twenty five dollar new battle pass thing you can get. <laughs> it's only seventy five dollars for the three of us to play the new dungeon. <laughs> Those Patreon dollars are gonna come in handy, buddy. <laughs> Man, we we should we should start figuring out. Wasn't one of us just saying at the beginning of the recording, like, oh, I don't like my setup. I should figure something out. We haven't spent any Patreon dollars, I don't think. Yeah. So we'll have to figure out what to do with uh, some of those dollars. And uh, if you're looking to uh, to join us in the Discord or read some Batman with us or uh, ask a question that you want to answer it on the show or anything like that, uh, patreon.com slash collectorcast. We have uh, uh, levels starting at a buck. So if you want to jump in the Discord and hang out with us, uh, we'd love to have you there. And uh, I don't know if uh, Chris mentioned um, he runs the CollectorCast Twitter account. That's where you can find uh, him and us on Twitter. Uh, Kelsey, uh, hit, hit everybody with your Twitter handle. At Kelsey Polnick, K-E-L-S-Y-P-O-L-N-I-K. You can no longer hear me complaining about uh, NES games unless I'm like arguing about someone's like hardest games list. Yeah, I, I was going to say you'll have to fend off all the autograph seekers if you want to talk to Kelsey on uh, uh, Twitter with his uh, fortune and glory from uh, finishing Indiana Jones as well as every other game. Did, so. did you know that completing the whole NES library and posting about it on Twitter will gain you like 20 new followers? 20? Oof. I know, right? 
that's what I've been doing wrong. So I've, I've, I've maybe have the four last new years. followers. Yeah. Over the last, uh, you know, my career on my career on Twitter. I think it like started the day I like told people, Hey, I've got Twitter now. It was like, okay, like 199 followers. <laughs> and like eight years later, 210 followers or like whatever I, so it's it's just I my little circle just passed you then like just now <laughs> the show we've got Man. uh between seven and eight hundred followers so nice. it's uh we very appreciate cool. all of you very much yeah that's that's awesome for sure so yeah definitely appreciate it and uh, you can find me on twitter as well uh bil uh, underscore mcgee and you can chat with me about you know destiny vinyl destiny tattoos you know, and the tattoos yeah Batman, do you want you want to talk about metal blade flying runner. v guitars yeah blade runner metal and any anything that's cool or you know that you that you know i think is cool rather Weezer videos on the but windows yeah. 95 disc, you know oh man i was actually considering like a ms dos in old english tattoo like right across <laughs> my chest but uh bill gates beat me to it in south park so <laughs> I don't want to get a tattoo that someone else has. Everything's got to be OG. Win three one win three one one. There you go. It's... Three three dot one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see you next time.